Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the now Brothers Grim Dark, as it always has been. This week is the Demon Codex, you probably saw in the title. My stalwart host yet again is staying silent and saying nothing. I'm enjoying the intro. Good. I am part of the audience. Excellent. Does that mean the podcast is now mine? Have you relinquished? I don't think the podcast was ever anyone's. Oh, it was the gift to the community, was it? I wouldn't call it a gift. <laughs> being, being hit in the eye with a mud pie is not a gift, is it? It, it was the terrible curse they can't get rid of. Yeah. It's... Speaking of curses, demons, I guess. Relevance, all planned. Well, that brings me nicely... To the segue, away to, from to demons. To the first, first segue. Yep. First segue. Yep. Yep. Curses. Shouldn't exist in 40k. Yep. Just saying, curses are like some weird, witchery, bullshittery. Yep. That's more suited to fancy. Very much so. So, yeah, okay, I mean, it's we've got more on that in the the law section, which, which will be next week. So next week, really, this this topic should be saved. I'm saving it. I'm saving it. I'm just. <laughs> setting, why, why are you bringing it up? I'm setting it up for next week while I remember. Now, this episode is going to be dedicated entirely to the rules. <laughs> that was like a, a transition through time, as I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> Well, well hidden. Nobody noticed. Right, so beginning beginning the rules here. They try and incentivize you to pick um, a what I'll refer to as monocolor because Magic the Gathering. Basically, an army which is either all Nurgle or all Vizlanesh or all Corn or all that bastard with the birds. Yeah. Which pick, pick a god. Yeah. Love him justly. Yeah. And if you do so, you get a bonus, otherwise known as the Demon Loci or Boni. Or Boni. If you combine the two. If you combine the two. Okay, so Corn basically gets the ability to... Now, the Demonic Loci is a buff which every character in your army gets, if they're all Corn or all Zanash, yeah. etc. It, it, it's an aura ability. Yep. Six inches of any character, you will get this buff. Yep. So with Corn, it's reroll failed charges. Yep. That is gravy. Anyone within six inches of a leader, basically. That's, that's what this yep. does. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Zinch one is weird, which is... Fitting. I like the fact it's weird and tricksy. It is fitting, but it's also weird. <laughs> this is the problem. You'll forget it and misuse it. Essentially, at the start of each fight phase, you roll 2d6 and discard the highest. Now, at that point, whenever your opponent targets a Zinch Demon unit that's within 6 inches of a leader, or, you know, or the leader themselves, any hit rolls they make, after re-rolls, but before modifiers... Which matches that number which you rolled earlier on, that dice automatically misses. So, for example, if you roll a four and a three, you discard the four, you still have the three, they roll a bunch of dice, they re roll some stuff, and they're left with a couple of threes, you discard all the threes if they had like a three plus to hit. Wait. It's after re rolls. After re rolls. Before modifiers. God, why do they make the fucking dice system so complicated in eighth? Yep. Why can't it be modifiers, then re rolls, and then. Everyone could live their jolly little lives. Because, look, all right. So th- th- this one, I this one I see being fine. But before, okay, you know, fuck it. No, we look at the dice discussion of eight is a separate matter in of itself. Long story short, something having minus to hit should not mean plasma guns explode more often. That, yeah, like for example, miasma of pestilence, which does come up in this book. Does it? It's a Nurgle spell. Yep. Spoiler for anyone that does want to know. Just just mute us for the next ten hours. It's a spell that gives you minus one to hit, and the idea is that there's just a miasma, or the air is thick with disease and flies and rotting flesh and the steam rising from their 
writhing bodies. You've yeah. switched God there. Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but that somehow makes plasma guns explode. Yes. It's all no, sticky no, not, even, not even being in the air. Being miles away from that, firing at that, makes your gun explode more often. Yeah. Some chap who ducks a bit better than others in cover makes your gun explode more often. Anyway. Yep. Shoot, shooting a ghost keel who is currently cloaking himself as a building... Makes your, your gun, gun super explode. likely to explode, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck this. At which point, if you're overcharging shooting a ghost kill, you have a 50-50 of blowing up because he's invisible. I would take those odds. Gun gets scared, man. I would take those odds. Okay, Nurgle. They get the locus of virulence. Virulence. For anyone that speaks <laughs> English. Very virile. <laughs> it's, it's concerning. Anyway, each time you make a wound roll of a 6 plus for a Nurgle demon unit that's within 6 inches of any friendly, friendly, not friendly, friendly, friendly model with a locus of virulence, attack, that attack inflicts one additional damage. It does. This is ridiculous because, spoiler, there's, there's spoilers everywhere here. Turns out we're discussing the rules, and it's, if you don't want to know that, this is not <laughs> the podcast for you. If you want your games of 40k to be a complete delightful surprise. <laughs> oh, does it now? Oh, lovely. <laughs> That's basically me. I just forget. That's true. They're like, your space friends have three plus arms, eh? Oh, do they? Oh, That's right, they didn't used to. <laughs> I'm sure they've had them for some time. No, no. No. In, no, in fourth edition, everyone had six plus arms. I, honestly, I feel like we can make up an awful lot about fourth edition at this stage. I think we should, and maybe we have. <laughs> there weren't actually the uh, the kraken toting motherfuckers. The hell are you on about? I don't know. <laughs> the brain has thrown a wobbly good sir. <laughs> Basically, the Nurgle one is a cheeky little plus one damage when it comes to your attacks one sixth of the time. But it is very useful because the Nurgle... As we'll find out, Nurgle's are the big winners in this book. That's the spoiler. That's the spoiler. It's not much of a spoiler since this book came out what, before before the, the year turned around. Yeah. spoiler. Okay. Oh. This, this, this is one of the older codices. Yeah. Fin- finish your Sulanesh afterthought there. And then I, I'll have I, an after, no, I, I, was, I was discussing the Nurgle synergy being very strong with the clay winner of this book. I was getting to the Sulanesh rules. We took but, a but, dip. We took a dip in the feculent pool. Discussing the afterthought that is Slanesh in this book. Yes, sadly, Slanesh yep. is a massive afterthought. It's a footnote. It is a huge shame. On my ass. Doesn't learn fact. Henry's ass is used <laughs> to print copies of this book. So, Slanesh <laughs> get strange state of affairs. Slanesh get the locus of uh, swiftness, which basically means all demons within six inches of a leader get to re. Uh, is it re? That's right. They get to charge after advancing. Which is massive for mobility. It, it is massive. Like, the Slanesh is stupid quick. They are... Okay, not a They are the cocaine tigers here. of speed. They are the cocaine tigers of speed. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I want good. t-shirts. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Another spoiler coming in here. Slanesh are definitely problematic. Like, the whole book is a massive wadge of problems. Is that a combination of wadge and... It might well be. It could be. Badge. That's yeah, what I was badge. thinking. Badge. Yeah. Clearly. Um, because the Demon Codex was one of the earliest codices. Yeah. And if any of you listen to our uh, Imperial Knights Codex review, yep. uh, we spoke about how that, that book was kind of future-proof. Yep. You know, they included rules very specifically against specific things. So you'd have Which like strategies. Yeah. Yeah, like... Future problems that arise, the knights do have stratagems to counter. Yep. Which is gravy. Yep. Absolute gravy. It also is very clearly a labour of love. Like, a lot of the stratagems and, like, the mission objectives for knights are very flavourful. The relics are very fun. 
do interesting things. Some of them are just broken. Some are just very fun. Not so much in this book. Yeah. This book very much feels like the cock-up they had with the Space Wolves, where they took out the flavour and they gave them extremely generic rules. Okay. And that was by accident. For those who don't know, in the Space Wolf Codex, when it came to, they have like a special section of heroic deeds they can do. Maybe even the Warlord traits as well were absent in in favour of just generic ones. And they had to literally say, we are so sorry, um... Here's a printout. Keep that with your codex. Yeah, that replaces it. I mean, you know, we all make mistakes. That's fair enough. The demon codex was one of them. <laughs> now, I love demons. I love demons. We we both love demons. Yeah. I have quite the demon collection, actually. Yeah, it happened by accident until a few days ago. I you... would say it wasn't by accident. No, 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 it was you, incredibly you, deliberate. You had, I had slow to accumu- you had a slow accumulation of, you know, plague bearers and so on. I need a few things here and there. And then a few days ago, you just bought... Everything. A great unclean one and several twenty plague bearers. Anything else with that? There was more. There was did you, more. Did you discuss start collecting? You're not also considering getting start collectings. I need two start collectings <laughs> to finish this demon collection. Um. Go on. However, the whole book is just a mess of generic stuff. Yeah, but it was one of the first codexes codices to come out. Yep. Uh, we are a little bit forgiving there. Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't really know how 8th was going to shape up yeah. at all. And this is one of the ones that told, okay, you have to get this out for the start of 8th, or near the start of 8th, so... However... They weren't too comfortable with the rules I yet. do retract a little bit of my extending hand there, because Space Marines came out. Yep. And so did Eldar. Yep. And Space Marines were awesome for the time. Yep. Awesome. They were awesome for the time, they lasted for a while, but with Nerf Strabut Gilliman to actually... Yeah, make him reasonably costed, rather yeah. than like 230 points. He was just stupid. Yeah. Stupid cheap. That has sort of brought the power level down, and they're, they're dropping off in popularity nowadays. Yeah, as everyone else's codices have come forward, the Space Marine book has got weak. But yeah. at least it had a, a period of being strong. Yep, and it's still not bad. It's still not terrible. And then Eldar. Yep. Eldar are still top banana. Yep, they definitely are. They're top banana with index stuff. That's <laughs> yeah, it's really silly. Yeah. Like Eldar got buffed because they got Yvrain and Dark Eldar, who they can also ally with, who are yeah. also incredibly strong. Yep. Like they just got they got everything. Yep. Demons. Uh... To be fair, demons have as much as we say this. The demons codex is definitely used in some top lists. Very specific. Specifically, plague bearers. <laughs> specifically, plague bearers because plague bearers are fantastic points efficiency. Yeah, for what they do. Now, I had a big to-do on the Eldar, Eldar uh, Death Guard subreddit because... This isn't even relevant, but you just, it's not you relevant. just want to get it out there. I have you? to drop it in here because there were some guys saying that you should take Poxwalkers and Typhus. This was back at the, when the Death this Guard Codex first... When the Death Guard first dropped, and I said, no, take Plague Bearers. Uh, and then, like, there was no, a whole no, interesting... No, no, no. If you take Poxwalkers and Typhus, if the... Every Poxwalker unit within six of him gets strength four, toughness four. Now, with the premium you're paying on Typhus of 70 points, you never get your money back. Yeah, it's just bad. The efficiency never works out. And Plague Bearers are so good. Yeah, and it's And I just wanted to say that because I spotted them early. Yep. I thought they were amazing. Yep. I took them myself. Yep. Great effect. Great effect. However, everything else in the, the Demon Codex... And the other thing about the Demon Codex that upsets me... <laughs> yep. ...is not the power level. Nope. Not the power, it's the flavour. Yeah, this is a big problem. 
It is so bland. And when we get into the rules, which we're just about to... <laughs> any second now. Any second now, we'll dip that thing in the thing. I think the... Okay, the first thing I want to cover, because the way this is organised, you have the HQs of corn, then another one, then another one, then you go to the elites, etc. I would like to subdivide the HQs into the biggest problem we have to begin with. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to do the, the Greater Demons first. Yes. Greater Demons is a topic unto itself. Yeah. Okay, shall we do the named Greater Demons first? Because they are actually kind of interesting and do some unique stuff. And then we'll discuss the others. I think we shall, because there's only three of them. I was saving that as a joke. We Which Slanesh is. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! Okay, Scar. No, no, new, new Slanesh coming. Yes, okay. I'd, hold hold uh, that, Tito Tata. Tito Tata has currently been laying down in protest. Okay, Scarbrand. He is the big fuck-off bloodthirster with twin axes. This guy actually succeeds in Flavor Country for me. He actually does. Yep. Because yep. of his special rule. Yeah, like, okay, quick rundown of his stats. You know, he's like 8-inch move, WS2+, plus, as he should, BS2+, plus, attack 6, strength 7, toughness 7, wound 16, leadership 9, save 3+, plus, guessing that's armor save, and he has a 5+, plus and vulnerable, because all demons have 5+, plus and yeah. vulnerables. Back in the olden days, great demons always had a 4+, plus and vulnerable, because they needed it, because they were big and stompy, and they wouldn't survive unless they had a 4+. Plus. They now don't have a 4+, plus. they now don't survive. This is a big problem for me. Oh, well, demons do survive. Demons do. They, no, greater no, demons. Great, greater demons still survive. However, only if they're from the Nurgle variety. Yeah. <laughs> and not for very long. They or Zinch. Or Zinch. Zinch, Zinch actually has tougher models than yeah. Nurgle. Zinch has... Which upsets me, because I'm Nurgle. And Zinch, Zinch has a bunch of dirty, towel-wearing sorcerers. They have a potentially a 2-plus invulnerable save. Which is batty. It's batty. <laughs> batty on the nerves. Okay, so... He's armed with slaughter and carnage. His axes, all his muscles, I'm not entirely sure. Like, his I arms. Think I think there's thigh muscles. <laughs> Slaps on thigh. This is slaughter. This is carnage. <laughs> Let's meet the whole family. He's got the bellow of endless fury, which is, I believe... That's his, that's his shouting. He shouts. Not his blowhole. His shouting is as effective as a heavy flamer. It is legitimately a heavy flamer. That's how, that's how loud this boy shouts. Scarbrand is fucking awesome. More on him in the lore. Yeah. We, like, we won't... We'll just, no. Hush that up. Well, you know, his law was the most... Well, was stupid awesome. Is now less stupid awesome, but still awesome. Yeah. Okay, so he basically has Deathbringer. He basically each, has Deathbringer. Each un Well, he technically has it as well. Each unmodified hit roll of a six made by his attacks and the fight phase score two hits instead of one. Awesome shit. And Rage Embodied. All units, friend or foe, with an eight inches of Scarbrand do not take morale tests and add plus one to their tax characteristic. Furthermore, if any unit that wishes to fall back well within 8 inches of Scarbrand must roll 3d6. If the total is greater than the highest leadership characteristic in that unit, it cannot fall back this turn. So on average, it, that's 10.5, so it works out pretty well for him. Now, this is an awesome rule. Yep. Because people say the 8th edition is a close combat edition. Yep. Um, I very strongly disagree with them. Simply because every single unit can fall back out of combat. Yep. And then the unit that was safely tucked into combat can now be shot. So yep. anyone that didn't play any previous edition to this one, uh, it used to be when you are in close combat, you were stuck in close combat. Yep. So you couldn't just fall back and shoot their Terminators. Even mm. in 7th? Even in 7th. I think seventh. There, was, there was some special janky rules. You oh, I'm sure do. there were like janky rules everywhere. Could do it, yeah. Because yeah. Space Marines so, do everything because they're perfect. So Scarbrand is awesome in that he locks people down. Yep. Which is fantastic. And the sheer fucking flavour of Rage Embodied giving extra attacks to everyone, is yeah. awesome. I love that so much. Also, the really minor but awesome thing, as his wounds degrade, 
Yeah, it's WS drops, but his attacks actually go up. Yeah. So it goes from 6 it's to 7 so to awesome. 8. Which I love because the higher his damage potential goes, even though his average damage like stays the same. Yeah. Or he, very similar. Well, it, it, yeah, but it, it, it's awesome shit. Because Is he competitive? No. No. Good God, no. I mean, buffing your enemies with more attacks is... But he's like, got... Imagine that if it's a knight affected by him. Oh, good God. Another okay. Thunderstrike I think, Gauntlet. I think, generally speaking, your army makes better use of it than most other armies. The issue is is that he is too big, and they use over ten wounds, Yeah, and he gets shot off the board. Also, other things move quicker. He moves eight inches a turn, so he's a slow, greater demon without survivability. Yeah, he's slower than a Bloodthirster. More yep. points, not terribly more points. No. Uh, but a Bloodthirster is just better points efficiency. Yep. Take us nicely to the Bloodthirster. I was going to do the named one first, as we discussed. Let's do that one, then. Karis Fate Weaver. <laughs> okay, so this chap, he moves 12 inches a turn. See, it's already showing bad stuff. He has... I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother with the stats. Okay, yeah. Basically, well, the interesting shit, then. Yeah, let, let's just cover that. Yeah. He has a staff called the Staff Tomorrow. Which I will abide. I will abide I mean, as after well. the Necron Codex and the D12 rolling nonsense names that they yeah. had, I do quite like the stuff of tomorrow. Okay. Basically, any time a character is slain by the weapon, you add a spawn model to your army. Set it up within one inch of the character before it's removed. Awesome shit. Can't do it anymore. This is a very, very strong red flag for both of us, I think. Yep. In the... Demon summoning used to be a case of you could just... Sorry, I was no, 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 I, I, was just, I, I was, sorry, I rolled my he eyes. He rolled his, right, his eyes very, and very I shook, angry. And I shook my head, but not, not at you, yep. but at just the state of this fucking rule. Okay. Because I could put my balls on a sandpaper sheet, and that would do something for me. <laughs> that's irrelevant to all of this. <laughs> well, that's how upset I am. That could happen. <laughs> I'm saying if I'm found with a set with a balls on sandpaper... It's not, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. Demon Codex. I'll be like, like Keros! <laughs> Keros! Fed <laughs> Weaver! He keeps referring to his it's balls as Fed Weaver. It's going to say, so else is the stuff of tomorrow. <laughs> Great spawn, I oh, <laughs> know that much. Oh, dear. Basically, Demon Summoning, for those of you out of the loop, Chaos and people get the opportunity to summon demons. Psycho Standstill... Rolls, is it 3d6? It's 3d6. You roll 3d6, and anything which is equal to or lower than that power level, which is a demon you can summon. It used to be you could summon anything this way, um, which was demon, for no cost, which admittedly was completely broken, they needed to change it. So they brought in the fact that summoning demons, you have to leave the points in reserve. So if you were, there was a demon that cost 200 points you wanted to summon, you'd have to have 200 points in reserve from your army, like just not spent for the purpose of summoning. Now, you may never roll for that thing, so you have to then summon other demons, which means your collection has to be a lot larger. Also, they then slap this arbitrarily onto a number of other things that shouldn't have been affected, in my opinion. For example, the staff tomorrow. Yeah, let's do, let's just touch upon this for yeah. a second. Yep. Uh, demon summoning in 7th edition, you would have Grey Knights summoning blood letters to fight for them. Like, I, I'm sorry, I have to put my foot down here. <laughs> Because when I play 40k... You're putting your foot down against the edition that's been shot out the airlock. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're putting your I foot down against history. No, no, no. But any player that plays so egregiously against the law, like, come on, man, what are you doing? It's like playing orcs and then like, no, no, I'm going to ally Tau because I want orcs that are really fucking accurate because they can benefit from microlites. They couldn't do that. That's a bad example. Yeah. It's, it's, it's example. just very unfluffy. But the stuff of tomorrow, you hit a guy 
and potentially he turns into a spawn. If he dies. If he dies, he turns into a spawn. Now, the, now you have to keep those points in reserve. Yeah, the cost which, for spawn is some points. It, like It's 30... Ha, 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 we're points. not allowed to say. Yep. But 30... Ha, 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 points low. Yeah. You know, you have to keep a side. Yeah. Now, how the fuck are you supposed to anticipate that before the game begins? Like, GW, yep. pull your head out your well, ass. Give us a free fucking spawn. More importantly, at this stage, it doesn't matter. Like, honestly, if Karras is killing a character, it's unlikely. Like, he shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Like, it, it, it also makes no impact on the game at this stage. Because a spawn at that stage, when either Karras has gone over to close combat, or you've got to Karras... The changing someone into a spawn is so minimal in effect. Exactly. Compared to everything else that's happened. And it, it's fucking just annoying. Because it means that nobody's going to use the spawn. This yep. rule means nothing. Yep. Now, the other example mm-hmm. is Poxwalkers. Now, in the Death Card Codex, you can use a special stratagem on a unit of Poxwalkers where basically whenever an enemy model or a friendly model dies within six of them, yep. they get an extra Poxwalker. Yep. GW has specified in the errata... That if that takes the unit over its original size, you have to pay for additional poxwalkers. Which means if you want this rule to have an effect to take your units above this size, yep. you have to anticipate that you're going to kill things with the poxwalkers. So you say, okay, I'm going to leave 200 points aside. Well, great, it's an 800-point army versus 1,000-point army. But I'm hoping to get more poxwalkers. No, you just take more poxwalkers. Also, specifically with poxwalkers as well, poxwalkers is not a problem unit anyway. Like that's the, the, all of these things where like demon summoning itself was a problem. Poxwalkers weren't. This stuff wasn't. Why have you done this? I mean, this is a massive side tangent, but it's something we feel so passionate. We feel about. very passionately about because it ruins a bit of the flavor of the game. It just it shits on the flavor. Yeah, it'd be like saying corn demons. Um, that you know, actually, just use the Sanesh profile unless you uh, you set aside two hundred points. Yeah, and if you roll higher than your leadership, then you get to use the better profile and pay fifty points per time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fuck off. Like, yeah. <laughs> we we don't like it. Other stuff Karras does, which is awesome. If the, if the army's battle forge, you get an additional D3 command points if he is your warlord. Great stuff. Take note, Reboot. <laughs> Not just flat three. He has plus two to casting psychic powers, because he's awesome. He can cast three psychic powers in the psychic phase and attempt to deny three psychic powers. He knows smite and all of the siege discipline psychic powers. Yeah. Which, which, is awesome. is, which is awesome and fluffy. I'm awesome. glad that yep. they gave him all of them. Uh, the range of his smite is not 18 inches, it's uh, 36 inches, which is awesome. That's a big smite, but it's still the closest unit. It, yep, it's still the closest unit. Um, but he will be getting smite every turn. Yep, he basically has a 5 plus invulnerable. So he, he has a 5 plus boost to a 4 plus, which can then increase to a 3 plus with a stratagem. Yeah, because all Zinch models have the special rule ephemeral form. If you have. Oh, yeah, they do, yeah. Which, yeah, which adds, just. Plus one to the invan. So they do have four plus invan across the board. Yep. Everyone else, greater demons included, five plus. Yep. Which sucks. That it does. And then we go to the named... Noble. Yeah. Yep, we have the named uh, greater than clean one. Rotigus, which is a bit of a shame because we used to have one. We used to have one called Kugath, which A, for a start, is a far better fucking name. B, he was more interesting law-wise. That's a story for t- next week. Turns out. To next week. To next week. <laughs> to next week. Okay, so Rodigus. He's a man who vomits everywhere. That's what he does. He's big, he's fat, he's tough, he vomits everywhere. Yeah. Now, about his rules. Yep. He is, I think I can say this, five more points than a greater, uh, a great unclean one. Really? With the big sword. Really? He is five. That's it. And he is much better. Yeah. 
simply because he has a 2d6 auto-hitting flamer in his face hole. It's only 7 inches rather than 8, because Nurgle's number, deal with it. Yeah. Okay, but 2d6 shots, AP minus 3. Mm-hmm. Automatically hits, reroll failed wounds for the weapons. Only damage 1. It's damage 1, but it's but, strength 7, rerolling failed wounds. Yeah, this thing will annihilate any inventory, really. Yeah, like space marines and stuff like that. Yep. They're just going to be vomited on away. Yep. For five more points. Like, And if you charge him within seven, you'll be hit by 2d6 auto-hitting hits. Yep. Which is ridiculous. When he ch- is, the, is the charge thing? Yeah, crushing bulk is a charge thing for all great and clean ones. We'll yes. cover that with great and clean ones. We won't do it now. Fucking awesome. Yep. Um, I just want to say this guy also, model-wise, uh, he has like a, a cowl... And a, a branch in his hand, as well as like a weird mutated hand. And now Alan and I both think that he looks like a sorcerer. Yep. Tell me, Alan, is he any better at casting than a great unclean one? No. No, he's not. He just hits people with a stick and he's wearing a funny he, hat. Well, no, he has a slight bonus. He has the, the deluge of Nurgle. Or as I've just misread it, Nargle, which very much confused me. Yeah. Each time he successfully manifests psychic power with a psychic test seven or more, uh, the closest immune to him suffers a mortal wound after the effects of the psychic power have been resolved. Interestingly enough, that's the entire battlefield. It's just yeah, the there's no range one. on that. There's no range. Which is weird. It's weird, but it's also just one mortal wound. He basically gets a free shit smite. A shit smite? <laughs> yeah, no, like uh, if, it, if you're talking the basic Zinch Demon um, yeah. Yeah, or yeah. Thousand Sons uh, Sergeant Chaps, they have the one mortal wound or the entire Grey Knight Codex. God, that's, that's awful. It's just yeah, depressing. only one mortal wound per smite. Okay, so, Rodigus, you do take him over a great and clean one. Yep, if, you, if you're considering taking a great and clean one, take him instead. Yep, unless you want to do summoning, which you never want to which do. you never want to do. You never want to summon. And then to the Slanesh, named Keeper of Secrets. Oh, wait! They don't give a shit about Slanesh. Oh. There's no such thing. We also still have the same shitty metal model. Metal model I love, but is really out of date. It, yep, but you, hold on. Hold on, before we go any further with this podcast, there yep. are new Slanesh models coming. Yep, I'm still super so hyped for that. We can't we can't attack the rules too hard on Slanesh, and we can't attack the models too hard on Slanesh, simply because there's new shit coming. I, I, I honestly and think... new shit means better rules. I think we will get a new Greater Demon. Yes. And some other demons, like akin to Blood Crushers, but the basic set stuff will be kept the same, I imagine. That's just how I feel this going. My my speculation. Yep. New greater demon. Yep. New basic slanesh. If we get new basic, if we get new demonettes, I'll be so happy. New demonettes, uh, and I reckon they're going to get like a new like seeker unit. Albeit there'll be like some sort of like snake woman. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Snake women are probably going to be in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Try to and I just say, Mars snake woman to come again. Damn right they are. All right, so that's <laughs> the name. Not ones. the only one. <laughs> that's the named ones. Now yeah. the named ones have flavour, as we've discussed. Let's discuss the normal ones. They, they, they have a tiny bit of flavour. Like, a tiny Rod- bit of flavour. Rodigus does not have a lot of flavour. No. I all. mean, the Keeper of Secrets one, you got to admit, the flavour in that one, the unknowable horror of what it could be. It's basically non-existent yeah. in its power. Yeah. It, so so mysterious. <laughs> I, I believe the Night Lords, sorry, the Alpha Legion are associated with it. That team of Prince. It's actually Alpharius. Yeah, it's actually yeah, it's actually Alpharius. We all are. Okay, so the Greater Demons. It's made more complicated because Corn has three of them. By which I mean it has three different bloodthirsters. I, I think we can just talk about the bloodthirster. Yeah, as I was going to say, I was going to say we can just discuss the bloodthirster as a whole here. Some of it is anti-tank, some of it's anti-infantry. 
I mean, it's a monster. It is a monster. It is a beast. It's very strong in combat. Yep. Uh, it's pretty fast moving. Yep, 12 inch movement. Toughness 7. Toughness 7, wound which 16. I would say it's applicable. Yep. Which is nice. That all sounds about right. However, mm-hmm. no 4 plus invun. Does it not have a 4 plus invun? Oh, sorry, no. it's a 5 plus invun. It's a 5 plus yeah. invun. Uh, which means any big guns like uh, Space Wolf Long Fangs. Yep. Gonna They're... shoot the tits off of these. Any kind of gun will shoot the tits off of these. <laughs> any kind of gun. Yeah. If it puts something down something, it's good against these. Pretty much. Any kind of AP. Yeah. Any kind of dedicated anti-armor is going to do well against this, because it's only a 5 plus and vulnerable. I mean, yeah, AP doesn't matter. Yeah. And if you're running pure demons... I mean, they um, do have a 3 plus uh, armor save. Yeah, so they, they're resistant to small arms fire, which is a big plus. Something. Yep. It is something. However, bolt guns are wounding them with 5s and blah, 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 blah. Yep. Yep. I mean, they're monsters. Do you take them? Arguably, yes. Arguably, yes. Arguably, yes. Like, because th- this is not so much because the greater demons... This is a pr- thing with all greater demons. Not so much the greater demons themselves are good. It's just as demons, you need a way of dealing with tough stuff. Yeah. And the greater demons are like your only way of doing so. Another spoiler here. Yep. If you're taking demons... Yep. And you're going against tanks... Yep. Uh, the greater demons are your best anti-tank. They are. The other option is just to ignore the tanks. Just to ignore the tanks or take plague bearers, who can get up to damage six on sixes. Yes, which now, is crazy. <laughs> like they're they're hitting as hard as fucking uh, thunderstrike gauntlets. Yeah, or a thunderstrike gauntlet. Yeah, they hit as hard as knights. <laughs> damage <laughs> wise, damage bear. wise. Yeah, potentially. Damage. Okay, so, so the, the bloodthirster we like. It what it is is it's a fairly large, fairly quick beat stick. Yeah, but not very tough. And not very tough. Pretty darn fucking high points cost. Yeah, they they cost over three hundred. Like it, it's, it's yeah. It, it's a sad amount of points for how little you get, especially when you compare it to a knight for about the same cost. Yeah, I mean knights are the real comparison for greater demons here. Yep. As well as the Gorkonaut, weirdly. Yes. <laughs> Gorkonaut is actually in the same ballpark as these guys. Till the Orc Codex. Till the Orc. Bring Codex. on October. October, where it'll probably be two hundred points. But the, the Gorkonauts is a similar boat to the Greater Demons, and neither are very good. Yep. Greater Demons are probably better, but probably Bloodthirsters yeah. only. Lord of Change. He is, he's got a sword and a staff. His staff also turns uh, enemy characters into spawns. Which you're not going to do. Which you're not going to do. Unless you're, narrative. Unless, yeah, unless you're playing narrative. God damn it, GW, why? Why do you do this to me? Because they hate you. So... Obviously, you can have either a Bale for Sword or a Rod of Sorcery. The model has both, which confuses me. Yeah, the model the model has the sword and the staff. Yep, which is very confusing. It is okay. So this thing, uh, its smite is thirty inch range rather than eighteen. You can cast two, deny two, um, no smite and three powers from the siege discipline. So you know, less good than Karis. Um And also, this thing you can get to have a two plus and vulnerable. Yep, because <laughs> it, it has the five plus standard. It, um, with a... Then Zinch? No, if you ignore that for now. Okay. If you have a Relic, it takes it to a 4+. plus. A Stratagem takes it to a 3+, plus, and the Stratagem specifically says you cannot boost its save to be better than a 3+, plus, which you don't. Its save is technically a 3+. plus. But then the Zinch special rule, um, if Inferior Form gives you plus 1 to your rolls. So it's technically a 2+. plus. There yeah. you go. In case any of you thought that you couldn't get it to be a 2+, plus for the Stratagem, no, you can. You absolutely can. Yeah, G- GW kind of cocked it in the whole like it can't be better than three plus. Yep, yep yes you, it can. You, flat out, you can have a you can have a two plus invulnerable Lord of Change, which is kind of silly. 
I don't think you take these, though. Like, if you're going to take these, you probably take Karis. Unless you're having, like, one for the purpose of having a 2 plus and vulnerable on something. Yeah. I mean, Karis is definitely more bang for his buck. Yep. Fun thing here. Yep. Uh, Karis hits on a 3 plus in close combat. Yep. A Lord of Change hits on a 2 plus. However, if he uses the staff, it sword. becomes. Uh, the sword, sorry. Yep. It becomes a 3 plus. Yep. Right then. It's very, it's very dumb. Yeah. Okay, so stop. Why? I, why? I don't know. Right. So what he is, is he's a better... He has plus two to his caster. He's a bit better caster, but he's kind of a fairly speedy beat stick. Weirdly. Because the Lords of Change were meant to be quite flimsy. Yep. But like, he's still greater demon like, level. But he's got movement 12, top to 7, wound 16, five yep. attacks, and he can have a four plus and vulnerable standard, go to a three plus, go to a two plus with stuff. Now, you might be noticing a similarity... A slight sim- well, well, let, let's, 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 okay. I don't know. Let's, see, right. let's see if the similarities remain. <laughs> okay, so we have then the Great Unclean Ones. They have a bunch of weapons options because they got a new kit. Yep. But they don't get three different kinds of Great Unclean Ones because... They're being sensible here. Because they're being sensible and not just giving them three different kinds of Bloodthirster. Do you want to run through the weapons? Do you, do you want to give... You give the brief rundown rather than I'll stats. Give, I'll give the super brief rundown. Yeah. You can take a bell instead yep. of a giant sword. Giant sword does multiple damage. Think like last cannon. Yep. Um, the bell does less damage, same strength, less AP. However, it boosts your summoning power. So from 3d6 summoning, it becomes 4d6, which you're not doing because summoning is bad. It's real bad. I mean, there are extreme examples where summoning does work. Yep. And it is actually useful. Um, like I could see, for example, let's just play pretend here. Your let's enemy, play pretend. Your enemy has no way to deal with great and clean ones. You take three summoning great and clean ones, <laughs> and then you have just all your demons in reserve. And you have all the demons in huge amounts of numbers, so that way you could, you know, theoretically speaking, have any kind of army. Yeah. Is, is yeah, that yeah. the rule of three limit on summoning? I don't think there is. It says you can only have so many data sheets in an army, but I don't know about. I think I think you can rule of three. I think that gets you around the rule of three. It's not very good, because you don't want to summon any of the demons multiple times, yeah. really. Although, funnily enough, a great unclean one can summon a Lord of Change, or a Bloodthirster. Yeah. Really weird. Or even Arch Keeper of Secrets could summon a Bloodthirster. That's how whack this is. And so Nash and Corn hate each other. More in the law. <laughs> More in the law. Yeah, he can have this bell which boosts your summoning. Yep. Meh. You can have a giant great sword. Yep. Correct. You can have a flail. <laughs> you can have a flail, which is fucking awesome, which you can shoot in close combat. It's a ranged weapon, by the way. Yep, it... It's a ranged weapon that you can shoot into it. Can you shoot into a combat, which is yes. happening? Yep. Awesome uh, he has to be part of the combat, though. Oh, okay. Like, he can't shoot into combat, but he can shoot an enemy unit within one inch of him. All right, all right. That's how it's done. It's damage two. Any damage that overlaps, like, say, you're hitting guardsmen, yep. it will kill two guardsmen. Awesome stuff. Great stuff. That's fun. Yep. Final weapon, he has a little knife. Yep. Uh, this little knife he can use to cut himself. Yep. Not advised for people. Yep. Uh, he scoops out a load of his innards, takes yep. a mortal wound himself, which he can take disgustingly resilient. So against. a five plus, you ignore it. And he gets plus one to his casting. Uh, that's fucking awesome. Yep. The great and clean one that I have, I model with a giant sword and this little blade, because I love the idea of scooping out your guts to buff your casting. Like That just appeals to me. That's how Nurgle works. Okay. Now basically, when you roll a d6 at the charge phase, if you made a successful charge during that phase in a four plus... One enemy unit within one inch suffers a mortal wound. Nice little bonus. Basically, he's like a worse Carnifex. Yeah, he's so fat that he just crushes someone. <laughs> okay, so he moves seven. So he's a bit slower. You know, but 18 wounds, toughness seven. He ignores wounds on a five plus. 
thanks to his disagree resilient, he's a 5 plus invulnerable save, he's 5 attacks. So he's a bit slow, but he's kind of a beat stick. He is pretty beaty. He's quite a beat stick. Uh, and see, I, he's not too great at casting, because he, what, he, he, he cast- knows two, he can deny one, so he's a bit, he is still a bit of a caster. Yeah, but the Great and Clean one's pretty good at casting. Yeah. Like, his Demon's Go. His Demon's Go, not bad. Uh, great and Clean one is actually the toughest one, obviously, here. Ignoring 2-plus invulnerable potential. Ignoring 2-plus invulnerable potential yep. there. Um, which does upset me. Yep. Toughness 7. This this is, yeah. Oh, Mortarian is toughness 7. Magnus is toughness 7. Great and Clean one is toughness 7. Lord of Change, a skinny bird motherfucker, the, is toughness 7. The, My the, fat the, boys deserve toughness 8. Classically speaking, Nurgle's always had plus 1 toughness over... It's, it's damn right he did. It's <laughs> over his contemporaries. That was the rule of Nurgle. Not anymore. You have disgustingly resilient, though, which is kind of awesome. Keep yeah. of Secrets. This one is, you know, he's 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 speedy, a bit of a beat stick. He's definitely a lesser greater demon. Oh, yeah, he's significantly cheaper though. Significantly cheaper than others. Yep. Faster. Yep. He's got a twelve inch move, but seeing as the Nash, if you're going mono Slanesh, and if you're running a, gr- a keep of secrets, you should be running. If you're running any kind of slash, you need to be running mono Slanesh because they're useless without any kind of their buff they get. So he can move twelve. He can advance. He can charge. Yeah, which gives him a threat range of what. Uh, was it 22.5 inches? Yeah, 22.5 inches. Average charge range. And then you can give him like some of those less warlord traits, give him plus three movement or reroll charge, that kind of thing. So, so then he you... can get a turn one charge. Oh yeah, he can get on average crossing no man's land charge. Which is pretty fucking awesome. It's terrifying. And he's cheap. He is definitely cheap. Yeah. Everyone hates the Keeper of Secrets. Because he's he's clearly less powerful than the others. But the Keeper of Secrets actually sets a nice trend for all of Slash, in my opinion, in yeah. the book. In that they are underpowered, yep, but not terribly so compared to other demons. Yeah, compared to other demons, like internal balancing here. If you just made the Slanesh models a bit cheaper, yep. points wise and money, if we and money, GW, uh. yeah, go on. <laughs> uh. But yeah, they're not far off of being competitive. No, compared like, to other demons. Compared to other demons, ignoring the Nurgle ones. Ignoring Nurgle. <laughs> Which are actually competitive. Okay, they have the snipping claws, or snapping claws, some say. Sniping. Sniping claws. They're basically rending claws from gene stealers. A bit... In terms of the... They have minus 2 AP, which then goes to minus 4 if you're on a 6 to hit. I'm oh, sorry, a 6 to... Is it hit? Oh, it's a hit rather than a wound. Yeah, so, so you get Oh, no, your... sorry, yeah, no, it is per wound. It is per wound. Each time you roll a 6 while trying to wound, the attack becomes AP minus 4. They do flat 3 damage, and you get plus... You get D3 additional attacks whenever you use the snapping claws, which is kind of awesome. Which is great. Yeah. Which means normally damage, uh, sorry, attacks of 8. Yep, average attacks of 8, which is pretty fucking great. At 3 damage flat? Yeah. Pretty pretty done deadly, actually. Only strength 6, though. Only strength 6. However, in this edition, strength 6 is just very soupy. Yeah. Because strength 6 is as good as strength 7. Pretty much 90% of the time, unless you're fighting light vehicles. Yeah. 90% of the time, strength well, 6. Most is vehicles, good. really, but. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Wit Stealer Sword. Uh, this basically gives a plus one strength, AP minus three, damage three. Subtract one from hit rolls made for a model that's suffered any wounds from this weapon. That's for the rest of the game. I'd love it if it was cumulative. I would though. love it as well. Like, if you took like three hits from it, you just get minus three. It's like, oh, fuck. Well, it would make gone. them a lot more deadly versus leaders, that kind of thing, which is kind of befitting for. Yeah. And it, it would also, you know, force your enemy to try and protect things from the Keeper of Secrets rather than yeah. just kind of, yeah, it can hit stuff. Pretty much. Uh, so he, he can cast two psychic powers and deny one. 
However, interestingly, yep. the minus one to hit. Oh yeah, he has it, while in combat, uh, your opponent subtracts one from any hit rolls in the fight phase that target the Keeper of Secrets. Yeah, so he's minus two to hit. Yep, which is cool. If they've if, if they've if, if they they've taken a wound sword. from the Steeler Sword. Yeah, and the interesting thing is that the minus one to hit from the Twit Steeler Sword is not just in close combat, is it? No, yeah. So if, it's if you not dive even... him into a hammerhead, yep. slash it, yep. it'll get minus one to its shooting. Yeah, to everything else for the rest of the game. Like, that's just permanent minus one. Which is certainly nice. It is certainly nice. Also, yeah. It says model, not unit, otherwise that'd be insane. As in, you kill one guardsman, it's minus <laughs> yeah, one for the rest crazy. of the game. Okay, so, and so in summary, that keep of se- the keep of secrets is a speedy beat stick. It also can cast two magic spells. Can cast two spells, Psychic deny spells. one. Sorry. Okay, but the problem we have here with all of the greater demons is they're all just a beat stick. They fulfill the exact same function. Yeah. With the exception of the Lord of Change-ish. I mean, there's but, a little bit of magic. Yeah. The corn one is the biggest, beefiest beat stick. Which is why he's the best, beefiest, greater yeah, demon. because he has no psychic powers. The other... like The psychic powers in the Demon Codex are great. This is compared to Death Guard ones. No, no. Compared to everyone, they get some pretty good good compared ones. To I mean, Elder have the strongest. Sons. Thousand Sons and Elder have the best. Yeah, but there's some pretty good fucking yeah. spells in that book. All right. Like, just saying. All right. Not bad. I'll take your word for it. Um, there's a lot of jank you can do. But the Greatest Demons, if you're running solo Chaos Demon Codex, again, you have to rely on your your Greatest Demons to do a lot of damage. Yep. Uh, because other things can't really drag vehicles down. Like they can't, mm-hmm. unless you're taking plague bearers. You're taking plague bearers. I mean, blood letters. Eh, they can kind of do it, but it takes a lot of blood letters. You know, it, well, they can do it. They can do it. I'm just gonna say it. They can. They can. Blood letters can with with some stratagems, but that's my stomach. Uh, yeah, but your greater demons going to get shot off the board. Yeah, like. like and demon summoning, demon summoning, spawned them. Like, there's so many redundant rules. Now, the other thing we just wanted to mention about yep. greater demons yep. is the similarity of the profiles. And yep. this perfectly uh, is, an, is an example yep. Go of on. The, the fucking, like, just bland, flavorless country we've entered into. Well, so Eighth doesn't have this problem all over the place, but there's a couple of codices that do. This is one. Uh, yeah, but there has four different factions of demons and different relics and stuff. And you yes, it's all there. And you have nice bits of flavor. This is definitely better flavor than the Necron Codex. Good God, that Codex. But it's still, as I said, the greater demons are all very similar. Yeah, ultimately. Like, their profiles are so similar. Like, you know, I would love more care and attention just applied here. I'd like any care and attention to be applied to the Keeper of Secrets, to be perfectly honest. So the Nash with any kind of effort put in would just make me happy. No, no, but Keeper of Secrets is on par with everyone else. He gets some special rules, but his profile is just pretty darn generic. Like, yeah, but the, the Bloodthirster, is... Keeper of Secrets, yep. six attacks. Zinch guy, Nurgle guy, five, five attacks. attacks. You know, All of them are tough seven, seven. Strength seven. Uh, Keeper of Secrets is strength six. Yep. That's a variation. That's because he's meant to be shitter. Like, what they did is they have the named ones, and yeah. they then just dialed them back to a dull average. And then went, oh shit, Zalash is here, give him one. Yeah. We Should we give him a named character? Fuck off. Might be one coming. Maybe, I, I Hold hope. The salt. Hold the salt. The salt is present and correct. We have not had a named greater demon. Demon? Demon, ever. For Zalash. No, everyone yeah. else has had them. <laughs> no, 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 had two. two. <laughs> one got retired. Yeah. 
<laughs> you can argue the four-drill ones, but they don't count. That's not... not yeah, it's an archdemon. Okay, so... Rest of the HQ. What are we looking rest at? Rest of the HQ. So we then have Skulltaker, who's the named boy for Corn. He's the angrier uh, bloodletter with a cape made of skulls. That's getting dangerously close to his lore. <laughs> dangerously close. Okay, here's the Slayer Sword, which is any attacks with a wound roll of 6 plus for the weapon have a damage characteristic of D3 plus 3 instead of 3. You like? You think that's quite cool. In the olden days, in a 4 plus, he just beheaded the model. Yeah, he was fucking crazy. Any, any, yeah, it, he couldn't behead vehicles because back in the day, that's not how that worked. Nowadays, <laughs> nowadays that would be how that worked. But yeah, like it would just be. Say Reboot Gilliman was there on a four plus to wound, he just beheads them. Skulltaker was crazy mean. He really was fucking cool with balls. It was absolutely awesome. Like back in those days, like demons were dangerous. Like pretty darn dangerous. They have. They do give him these skulls for corn thing, not skulls for the skull throne. That'd be that'd be too long a rule. Don't do that. Yeah. It basically, reroll failed hit and wound rolls for attacks made by him that target a character. You go, that's quite cool. It's a bit of a duelist. It, not, not anymore. Not like he used to be. <laughs> not compared, yeah. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, four plus. He beheads a guardsman, or four plus. You know, he beheads uh, anyone. Yeah. I, I would love for him to still have that rule. I would love him just to just as have like that. a crazy beans rule. I mean, I wouldn't he, mind it being on a six. He only has a four. He only has four wounds. I wouldn't mind it being on a six either. I mean, but seeing as he, seeing as he could hide, he can hide within units. That'd be terrifying. Yeah, because it would just be oh god. I don't, don't forget previously with uh, Skulltaker, he was yeah. ne- he was never resilient of himself. No, nope. he just beheaded people. Yeah, <laughs> if, if, if you could get <laughs> fair play, if you could attack before the enemy. You beheaded them. It was awesome. Yeah, back when there was initiative, we won't go into that no. again. But... Okay, we then the Bloodmaster. Back in when the other Demon Codex came out, like the important one, which came out all those years ago. Remember that when Chaos got some new plastic kits? Yeah, it happened once. Believe me. <laughs> It's coming again. Also, if you think that the current kits are bad, we used to not have any. We used to have like every. Oh, there, was, there was the metal ones, which were just horrific. But back when they had metal, basically back when they brought in plastic terminators, that that's that was the heyday. Back then, when they introduced the demon codex around then, there was the leaders of all the chaos gods. They were called the herald of Zinch or the herald of whoever. See, I remember those days. You know, it was basically like medieval times. There was a boy like running through the village. The plastic terminators are here. The plastic terminators. Are we getting chosen models? Fuck off. <laughs> OG dubs. Okay, so every, they were heralds of so and so, and they were the, like the leaders. They were the unnamed heroes, like the standard chaos lord, that kind of thing. They've renamed them now, so we have the Bloodmaster. And basically, all he does is he's a slightly better bloodletter. That plus one to the strength of characteristic corn demons within six of your friendly models' ability. Pay attention to that rule; it may come up again. <laughs> Who knows? Spoiler. And he's basically the leader you'll take if you want to fill out, you know, a detachment. However, however, however. Yep. You take him for detachment filling. Yep. He's not terrible of an in of no, himself. No, he's not too bad. But his buff doesn't matter at all because uh, blood bloodletters when they charge. Yep. A strength five. Yeah, because you have plus one strength on the charge. And they're not going to be in combat for two turns. But if you have this chap near them, they then two, uh, it's a two plus to kill guardsmen. That's true. That, that does true. make a difference. It but does I make don't a difference. think guardsmen, because yeah. remember guardsmen come in squads of ten. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it would matter more if other gods could access this ability. Who knows? Oh. Okay, Skullmaster, he's exactly the same, just a top uh, juggernaut. And called the Skullmaster. And called the Skullmaster. <laughs> which is dangerously close to Helmet Hero. Which is dangerously close to Rent Boy. <laughs> Feel free to use that one at your local gaming store. <laughs> and if you see anyone uh, playing corn, call them a Rent Boy. 
And then pretend you said red boy. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Unless they take you up on it. (laughs) Basically, he's a guy on a juggernaut of corn. The main thing which matters here is that he can follow other juggernauts into battle. Yeah. Other blood crushers. Because he still has less than ten wounds. That's the main thing. Yep. He also adds plus one strength to demons within six. And you add plus two to the strength of a juggernaut's bladed horn attack. Because that's what they have um, if the model charged. So when the juggernaut charges, does more damage. There you go. We then have a blood throne. This is new to me. This scares me. Is this their weird, like, mechanical juggernaut thing? I think it's the motorbike. A blood throne is a single model. The Rendmaster atop it. It's the motorbike. So Rendmaster is dangerously close to Rendboy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> There's a common theme. With his attendance. Okay, attendance is a phrase that should be Slaneshi. I'm just it saying it now. It should be 100%. You, you'd be like co-pilots, or guy sat in the passenger chair. Attendance is Slaneshi. Or Slaneshi's. blood cohort. Yeah. Master of the, the Rend Poles. Master and the Rend Boys. Yeah. Okay, this thing, I... <sighs> it's just another bad, bad okay, option. This is just a bad option, basically. It's it, a lot of points. And everyone... Like, if you look at uh, other examples in other codices, like, oh yeah, this is our kind of big, heart-hitting unit. Yeah. Generally, with demons, they get AP-2, maybe damage 2 or it's 3. AP-3, because Corn generally has AP-3. Okay, but every other hero is doing AP minus four. Yeah. And like, just more damage. Th- this thing is strength five with its attacks. There you go. Strength six and a charge. Yeah. It- it's nothing night ending, which is what you need from demons. You need. If, if, if they're going to be a codex of themselves, yep. you need a lot of ways to be able to take out armor, which you don't have currently. They have none. You have lots of anti horde, which is nice. It's only moves six, which amazes me. Is that definitely the motorbike? This is the motorbike. Yeah, like that demon motorbike, which is an ugly. I think there's two kinds model. of motorbike. There I think is. There's, there's a one, with, one. one with a cannon, one with a guy and some attendants. Yeah, this is awful. This is god awful. This is that's shit. It's a shit model. It causes as well. um, each model within uh, one inch of it roll a d six and a five plus. There's a mortal wound to that unit per model. I don't know, as in like um. Each model you roll a 5 plus for, each one you make get deal a mortal wound, but like, how many are you hitting reliably? <laughs> yeah. How many of those 5 pluses are you hitting reliably? That's why but, you're charging sideways with your base. <laughs> you charge sideways with your base, and even then you go, I got a couple of mortal wounds. You go, yeah, it doesn't make up the fact the model shit. Yeah. What happens after you charge? You do fuck all. <laughs> Good God. You this hit is like a damp towel holding another damp towel. <laughs> yeah, damp towel is on swinging the damp towel, nothing's happening. <laughs> Karnak. Karanak. Karanak. Karnak is. It's a thing from the mummy, isn't it? <laughs> it's definitely something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Karanak. Move ten inches. There you go. He's speedy. He's a big dog. Yeah. Whose rules again do not follow his law. They kind of do. Pray for the of the blood god, sorry. Yeah. Which basically once both armies have set up, choose one enemy character on the battlefield, add one to the hit and wound rolls for Karanak's attack Karanak's attacks when they target this character. Good for you. Fucking useless. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but like it, it's a problem area. Yeah, like who are you going to pick? Ghostbusters, because all of their leaders, generally speaking, are going to be behind something called, <laughs> yeah. called a screen. You may have heard of it because most leaders in Eighth Edition are also buff. You may not have realised. So you're not going to get there. Also, Karanak is going to outrun the rest of the Corn Army with his movement of ten, unless you keep him behind stuff because you know you want him to live. In which case, the fuck is he doing? You have a slow bastard following your troops into battle who doesn't buff them really. I think Juggernauts, Juggernauts move ten, don't they? He followed juggernauts, to be fair. Yeah, juggers and uh, other dogs. 
Yeah, but... <laughs> but I just love it at the start of the game. Remote Gilliman, I choose you! And then Karanak turns up. And 50 Space Marines in between. <laughs> so he gets there. Karanak's not that good. Yeah, Karanak can't take on. He, a strength of five and four attacks. Who's he killing? <laughs> He'll struggle with a commissar. <laughs> <laughs> it's the depressing thing about Matt's hammer. It's like, this man is meant to wield the sword of eternity and blow things with his blazing balls. That's right. He wouldn't struggle with a commissar, but it's comic value, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, just of any character of note that you'd bother bringing an assassin-type hero for. <laughs> Assassins are so weak in eight, yeah, because every hero is just ridiculously assassin-proof. <laughs> Pretty much, just by nature of having wounds. Yeah, six wounds and like four plus invents for everyone. Pretty much, unless you're a fucking demon. Unless you're a demon, in which case only a five plus. Good God, can I give my demons storm shields? Can I just do that? Having a three plus invulnerable save is bullshit. It is bullshit. Sorry, I saw a battle report recently where a space marine player with terminators with storm shields. Was saying that three plus invulnerables was bullshit. I think it was a riptide, wasn't it? No, no, it was Magnus. Oh, Magnus. Magnus got oh, buffed right. after three plus invulnerable. It's like I just can't kill you for three plus invulnerable. Ah, have a, have a taste of a two. Plus. Having, having fought loyalist for years, it's amazing. Okay, the changeling. This is we're, now Zinch. Yeah, we're moving on to Zinch. It's still in the HQ. The, the codex is weird. Okay, so what does what does this chap do again? He does some weird shit, but oh, yeah, when he fights, choose. Choose a melee weapon carried by an enemy infantry model within one inch of him. The trickster staff uses that weapon's profile at the end of the face. Interestingly, if he gets charged by a knight, he can't do shit. <laughs> gets charged by a vehicle or a battle suit, he can't do anything. He, oh no, sorry. I guess he could just use his basic strength three two attacks thing, which is mighty. Which is then again, if Robert Gilliman was nearby, <laughs> could he use his sword? <laughs> he could. That would be cool. That he would be uses cool. The sword of the Imperium. Yeah. Okay, so whenever he fights, you choose an enemy infantry model within one inch of it. Changeling has that model's weapon, skill, strength, toughness, and attack characteristics until the end of the phase. So, again, if Reboot's nearby, you can pretend to be Reboot. Unless he, he may not even be infantry, though. I'm not pick, sure. Wait, can he pick friendly? Any Enemy infantry. Oh, enemy. Oh, okay. Because yeah. otherwise you could have him like next to something beefy. Not off the demon codex. Yeah, that's true, mind. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have him sat next to a custodies or guardsman. Yeah. Okay, so he has interesting shit. Um... I mean, he's kind of fun, but... He's fun. Okay, he can roll the 60-time friendly Zinch Demon model within 9 inches of him, loses a wound on a 6th model, surrounded by twisting row of change, does not lose that wound. He has 6 plus feel no pain to models within 9 of him. 9 inches, because of the number of Zinch. I mean, pe- people did use him quite a lot in competitive games. I think that was before the Codex drop, and I think it was a 5 plus then. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was going to say, they used to take loads of horrors, just yeah. as a massive screen, and then he would just make them really tough to remove. Yeah, I think it's because he gave him a 5 plus, or he's even better than that, like... Yeah. It used to be broken, and now the changeling is just there. He's pretty weak. He's pretty darn weak. Blue scribes. These are like the these are the named ones. Yeah, these are the named ones, aren't they? Yeah. They take notes, isn't it? Yeah. On a disc of zinch. Yeah. Do they I mean, do they do anything? The model's baller, but I don't really, I don't really care for them. Enemy psychics within twelve inches of them subtract one from their psychic tests. And then again, if the enemy psychic within twelve fails psychic test, the psychic power is siphoned away, and they cannot cast it for the rest of the battle. That's pretty cool. Why are the blue scribes near the enemy psychers? Because they fly on. But why with a zinch are you trying to get that close? To steal psychic powers. <laughs> I mean, I love them as like these uh, little grab bag bastards that steal your powers. Yep. Um, but anyone realistically that you're trying to steal things from, like say Magnus, he's got plus two to cast. Eldar, they can reroll fail tests. They can reroll anything. 
Like, look, this I don't know who you're stealing this from. <laughs> that librarian with Null Zone. Yeah, Goodbye. there you go. Okay, Null Zone would be interesting against demons. It'd be very interesting. However, 5 plus infant to nothing. Oh yeah, it doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. Okay, so basically, they also have, though not a Psyker, they automatically manifest one randomly selected Psychic Power from the Zinch Discipline. Is this manifest? Does that mean they autocast it? Yep. They autocast, yeah, because it's not attempting to manifest, they just manifest it. Yep. In addition, if they siphoned any psychic powers in the last enemy psychic phase, they also automatically manifest. Sorry, they manifest anything they siphoned in the last phase, and they automatically manifest smite. No psychic test taken any of those powers cannot be denied. That's actually pretty interesting. I misread that. I thought it was that they, if they siphoned a spell, they got to smite. But now they just get to smite. Apparently, yeah. Even then, I don't think they're that great. They're not. No. <laughs> they're quite bad. It turns out. Again, points heavy. Like, You're paying five power level. Work that one out, audience yeah. at home, for nothing. You're paying five power level for a smite. And siphoning. And siphoning. I mean, it is fun, though. Narrative yeah. play, I'd 100%. Oh, yeah, definitely narrative guys. play. Yeah. Like, just, just to go tee-hee-hee, grab-bagging all these psychic powers and casting them like dicks. As if the enemy fails them, which it probably won't. Okay, change caster. This is the Herald of Zinch. Uh, basically, is he? Yeah, he is. This yeah. one definitely is. He and has a slightly longer range smite. He adds plus one strength to the characteristic of Zinch demons within six of him. Very Zinch, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Very Zinch, buffing the close combat abilities of... Interestingly enough, does work with Zangors. Yes. Zangors, which are fucking awesome, not in this codex. Okay, actually, I have a lot of hope for the Zanesh demons not being... Uh, they'll turn up in like the Emperor's Children Codex, maybe like Zangors. If I want the Emperor's Children Codex, if the Emperor, if we, uh, Emperor's Children Codex would be amazing. If they have a Zangors equivalent, I'll be so fucking happy. Yeah, Zangor is great. It's just outshined by other things, but it's still great on its own. Oh, yeah, Zangor's awesome. This guy does buff them to strength five. It does mean you have to take a detachment of Zinch demons, which is a mistake. But no, you could take a. Um... Well, yes, you do. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> it's a mistake. But you could just pay one command point to just take this guy, depending on how many Zangors you have. If you have a lot of Zangors, that would be worthwhile. Yeah, if you had like three squads, do they come in thirty? Do they come? I think it's twenty to thirty. I think twenty to thirty. Yeah, I mean, there's just shit out of them. There's a lot of Zangors. Yeah, strength five Zangors is crazy. Yep. However, blood letters are just better. I think that they're majoritively better, but yep. then again, you have to have an attachment of corn demons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> corn demons aren't too bad. Fate Skimmer. That's just basically the flying. It, it's a burning chariot flying thing. He it looks ugly as sin. He adds one to the strength characteristic of Zinch Demons within six of him. What is it with Zinch buffing strength? I don't know. He's got an irritating chant. That's the actual <laughs> name of it. I l- <laughs> if the burning chariot is ridden by chanting horrors, your opponent must subtract one psychic test from enemy models within nine of such models. Again, he, that's like super danger close, though. Yeah, and he just buffed smite range. Okay, look. Basically, he's each of the winners of the fluff battle here. Still shit. Yep. They also have the Flux Master. The hell is a Flux Master? He's like the buffed burning man. Is he a. Is he just a buffed change caster? Oh, he's just a buffed change caster, sorry. There we go. That's all he is. That's literally all he is. Oh, isn't the Flamer one? Oh, there's the Exalted Flamer coming up, sorry. Spoiler. Yep. Spoiler warning. Okay. That, I got confused. Let me have Epidemus. Epidemius. Epidemius. I guess that's how it is. Okay. He's bad. Absolutely bad. But he has the tally of pestilence. Basically, it starts at the, at the start of the battle. Add one to the tally whenever a unit, friend, or foe is destroyed by a Nurgle demon unit and look up the result in the chart below. The results are cumulative. Does that mean if you run away, you're responsible for destroying yourself? No. 
Good. So basically, if this is Nurgle versus Nurgle, and you have Epidemius and they don't, things are going to be crazy and fun. However, it used to be that you just had to kill models yep. to increase his thing, increase the tally. Because yep. basically it gets up to things like plus one to Disgusting and Resilient, or it used to be, yep. sorry, it used to be. Now it's re-rolled Disgusting and Resilient rolls of one, and plus one strength, it, like at the okay. high end of the table. Okay, so you basically, zero to one on the tally, no effect. Two on the tally, re-roll hit rolls of one. Three, increase the move by one. Four, increase the strength by one. Five, toughness by one. Six, attacks by one. Seven or more, re-roll rolls of one for friendly demons, disgustingly resilient ability. But that's units, and they have to be killed by Nurgle demons. Yep. So if you have, like, a mixed army... It, it is... Okay, yeah, if you have a mixed army, then you're fucked. Yeah, like, you just don't take this guy. I mean, flavor-wise... Flavor's quite fun. I or, do like him. The thing is, though... The real problem with him here is he does nothing to begin with. Yeah, he's far too slow. And by the time you've killed five enemy units, generally speaking, you're in a position to win without him. He's yeah. a win more option, which does nothing to begin with. Yeah, he's a game accelerator, which you just shouldn't have. Because current 8th edition, first turn, second turn, those are the turns. Yeah. Like third, fourth, and fifth are, Don't matter. are just mopping up. The, question, the two questions you should ask is, what does this unit do turn one? And if it doesn't do much, you go, well, what the fuck does it do turn two? Yeah. Because it could technically bring it back there. No other turns matter. That, that should be your primary question looking at anything in eighth. Horticulus Slimux. This Horticulus. The, Horticulus, sorry. What was that with you today? <laughs> it's been a long day. I'm very tired. Tired. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> he's a chap riding a slug who plants trees. Yeah, he, he is... Well, sorry, I, I was just about to launch into his law there. We can't. He's ugly. The model is The model is ugly. fuck ugly. The name is like ramming something up your urethra, the sound you would make. Hot take in a slime box. It's a very strange evening out. Yep. The model's awful. Evening it's out? Where are you jamming things up your urethra? <laughs> Let's just say, they love me at Qui-Gon Valley. <laughs> I don't know what that would be. But <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> The model is awful. It's very clearly just a carryover from Age of Sigma. They're like, hey, just have this free thing that I didn't want. <laughs> like, <laughs> but the bonus is you don't have to have it in your army. The downside is it's part of 40k now. Yeah, he buffs Beasts of Nurgle. Yeah. And people like that. However, Beasts of Nurgle aren't that good. Yep. You're buffing something which isn't that good to be slightly better. Yep. And you're taking him. He himself is actually pretty darn good. Yeah, he's not bad. He's pretty dangerous. He has nine wounds, which on a character is the best wounds you can have. Yeah. He's like a pseudo-demon prince. And which he's is a, weird, considering he, he's a gardener. Yeah, he's legit a gardener. He's actually armed with shears. He's yeah. armed with lopping shears. That's the name of his weapon. And they're fucking crazy. Just yeah. just give it, give the, uh, the old uh, Plus one strength, AP minus three, damage D3, reroll failed wound rolls. He's strength five, so you know that's strength six, so rerolling failed wounds. It's not bad. He also legitimately plants trees. Engine movement phase, plant a new tree. I mean, I would be interested in what you can do with this guy, because the tree is fucking good. The tree is great. We've, fucking good. We'll go into that later. And free trees. Oh my god, do you have to pay for the trees that he plants? You probably do now. Oh my god, I hate eighth. Oh, on the plus oh, side. No, no, I mean, I, on the plus sorry. side. I don't hate eighth. You hate I summoning. I hate the fucking summoning yeah. and yeah. the paying for things which are random actions. Plus side, it means you'll play him less. You'll see less of him. I don't think people play him now. No. Okay, Poxbringer. Is this... Uh, sorry, the Nurgle names are Pox, right Poxbringer is the old Herald of Nurgle. So this is the Herald right here. Yeah. 
He has Locus of Nurgle, which adds plus one strength to characteristics of Nurgle demon units within six inches. <laughs> that is refreshing. That's that re- is refreshing. Yeah, I, I, don't, I think I've heard of someone before, but, you know. He also knows a psychic power. Boom. Now, his plus one strength does apply to the Nurgle demon units in the Death Guard Codex. Yep. Which means all your death spitters, which go off the strength of the model. Basically, from... flamethrower, which strength of the model. Yep. Plague Burst Crawlers is now strength eight. Very important, very awesome. Which is silly bananas. It's silly bananas. You can also do it with um, like other things, like weird ones. Like You can do it with, um, uh, what are they fucking called? You know, the obliterators. You can give obliterators plus one strength. I guess you could. I, I don't know why, but you but can. If, you, if they were Nurgle demons. Yep. All right, then. They, they are Nurgle demons. Because they have demon, and you give them keyword Nurgle. But that's how you do it. Yeah, that's true. Sloppy Bile Piper. First Stupid fucking name. Every, everyone that ever speaks this fucking name, either sock him in the mouth. <laughs> Don't do that, that's mean. That is very mean. Just call them a musician, please. Everyone just call it Nurgle Musician. Because yep. Sloppy Bile Piper, like, what the fuck is that in my grim dark? I, you can't imagine the Grey Knights going, and there, the Sloppy Bile Piper. Yeah, exactly. Nobody named it that. Come here, brother, we must purge the Sloppy Bile Piper. Piper. <laughs> What the dick? You compare it's, like, the... it's like someone took a mountainous turd in your cup of coffee. So much so that there's no more coffee in the cup. It's been displaced by Mount Turd. Just compare it to things like plague bearers. That's a descriptive title of what they are. Yeah, they carry a fucking plague. Sloppity? Hold the dick? What the fuck is that about? He's... I do own one. <laughs> much to my shame, I do own one. What does he do again? He has one to the attacks characteristics, all Nurglings and Great and Clean ones within six of him. Yeah, Nurglings and Great and Clean ones gain plus one attack. And they also can charge in if they advance, which is kind of awesome. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, Nurgle, uh, sorry, Great and Clean ones can go seven. Yep. Then get 3.5. So they go 10.5 inches. Yep. Then they have a 17.5 average inch threat range. Threat range for being fat boys. Yeah. Which is sexy. All you need is a sloppity bile biber. A musician. <laughs> A yep. musician, please. We then have the Spoilpox Scrivener. Now, the other thing about the Sloppy Bile Pipe uh, and the Spoilpox Scrivener... Come, brother! We must purge the Spoilpox Scrivener! What is that on the horizon? It's Gimli! And a Sloppity Scrivener peephole! <laughs> Fuck it, what are these names? <laughs> he can be a motivator of Nurgle, because he's got a big mouth. <laughs> The fuck are you on about? He can, he's got a big mouth. He he basically yells at all oh, the yeah, plague bears yeah. around him. Yeah, that's what he, he does. He yells at them. He's like, "Fucking get on with it, you dick he, lords!" Yeah, because it, it's. I I think this is going to be directly a name from Age of Sigma. Yep. The rule is called "Keep counting, meet your quota." Both of them have exclamation points on the end. That is not forty k. Meet your quota. That's not forty k. It's Star Wars Episode Three. Get out. Okay. It is. Come on, it's basically Watto. <laughs> Watto. I have not seen episode three in a long time. Shine, but, don't it, do but, it. Other, but other things, other things have different names. Okay, like the demonic special rule, or unsupple frosty special rule, and then keep counting. Meet your quota is just a thing of major signal. Guaranteed. Sorry that. Yeah, you have to then lean across your table and whisper into your opponent's ear. Keep counting. Meet your quota, and they're like, "What?" And you have to lean in closer. <laughs> Alternatively. <laughs> Alternatively, yeah, they basically they add two to the move characteristic all plague bear infantry within six of them, and also add one to the hit rolls of all plague bear units within six of them. And if you make a hit roll of a seven plus, so on a six, within six, uh, if you make a hit roll of seven plus for a plague bear within six inches 
of one or more friendly models with this ability, you can immediately make one additional attack at the same target with the same weapon. That is model, not unit. Yeah. It is It is kind of silly, though, because it means on sixes... Uh, you get an additional attack. You get an additional attack, but then the plus one to hit means that on five or sixes, your loci of Nurgle is taking effect, which means you're doing two damage. Yep. We then have the... He, doesn't he also buff the damage of Plague Bearers? No. The Scrivener? He has, as I said, he has oh, one to the hit rolls. Right. Seven plus, he gets uh, Someone buffs one it. additional attack. Someone buffs it. If he doesn't, we found out you're a liar. We then have the Mask of Slanesh. She's there. She has an eternal dance. Beginning of each fight phase, choose an enemy unit within one inch of the mask. For the rest of that phase, add one to any hit rolls that target the chosen unit. So she buffs other, like... Uh, not, not even Slash Demons. No? Anything you, that's in close combat fight, even if you were having a four-way battle here, yeah. and she was one inch away from someone and targeted them, and then your opponent's got to attack, because how combat works in four-way fights in 8th edition is in the fight phase, everyone gets to fight re- everyone gets to fight every phase. She targets this unit, um, at which point any other attacks made by anyone else gets plus one. Against that. All attacks against the unit get plus one. Okay, that's actually awesome for four ways. As it should be with Slanesh. As it should be with Slanesh. Uh, she has the Locus of Beguilement. Your opponent must subtract one from any hit rolls in the fight phase that target Demonette unit within six of her. She also is a Demonette, so in the fight phase, minus one to hit. And uh, she can advance and or fall back and still charge in the same turn. Oh, it, it's cool, but her profile's pretty bad. It's god-awful. She does fuck all. Like, with Sunesh, they have a big problem in that they have low strength, low AP attacks, which have a potential... On the roll of a 6 to wound, they go to AP minus 4. Which is absolutely bonkers, yep. but the rest of the time they're just strength 3, AP minus 1. AP minus 2. AP minus 2. Oh no, AP minus 1 on the rest AP of the AP minus 1 things. for the rest of the stuff. Yeah, yeah. You then have... Now, for the Slanesh Herald, like their equivalent, the new thing is a Herald of Slanesh. How little the fuck did they give?! Very little. Very little, if if at all. However, given the names of the other ones, I'm actually happy. Yeah, no. Herald. Slanesh still wins as a result of... <laughs> at least you don't have Poxbringer and Sloppity Shitbringer. Uh, it has Locus of Slanesh, which is add one to the strength characteristic of Slanesh demon units within six inches. See, <laughs> one of more friendly models of this ability. Again, guys. Again, with this whole GW copy and paste yeah, bullshit for this th- codex. If you didn't believe us about the greater demons, that is just the most telling thing. The thing which makes all of your leaders unique is the buff they all have. Yeah, which is identical. It'd be like if Fireblades and Ethereals and Onvar, Chief Ethereal, all just gave plus one to hit. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. But it'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, but plus one strength. Yeah, (laughs) for that real utility. But it's just very much like these are meant to be very flavorful thing, flavorful things. These are unique demons specific to their god, specific to their god, and they all do exactly the same thing. Now it is actually important for Slanesh though for this. Because it means your guy's hitting on strength 4 rather than strength 3. Yeah. Which is pretty huge. It's it's actually massive for Slanesh and Nurgle. Yeah. Like, those are great buffs for them. Yeah. I'm not complaining about the plus on strength. Yeah. It's good for them. It's just very dull. It, it's super dull. Yeah. Super dull. I would rather more flavor. Yeah. And oh, the Herald by himself is kind of shite because it's Slanesh. Spoiler. Slanesh ain't very good. Yeah. They're just... They're weak. They're easy to kill. Yep. And they don't hit very hard unless you roll sixes. Yep. Bellicore. He's Demon Prince. He's a named Demon Prince. You can re-roll his saving throws. He has six attacks, but Demon Prince can have up to seven. 
he's it's there. A lot more expensive than Dean Prince. He is a lot more expensive. I don't think I've ever seen anyone ever take Bellacor. He cast two psychic powers rather than uh, yeah, rather than one. He's awful. Yeah, just just, take, just because he's just take a Zinch Dean Prince. Yeah, just take Zinch Dean Prince is a bonkers. Long way story better, short, way better than Bellacor. You have the Demon Prince of Chaos, which basically has a bunch of different weapon options. You should always pick Malefic Talons because it gives you, you know, seven attacks rather than four. And Demon Prince's spoiler warning are broken as shit in this edition because they are bait sticks with less than ten wounds, so they can hide behind other units who can be given wings to make them speedy. Yeah, and they just smite the dick off of anyone. Like that's that's why we're saying Zinch Demon Princes because that's a common tactic with Thousand Suns. Yeah, you just have a bunch of Zinch Demon Princes, Araman, then a couple of other Demon Princes from other detachments, and then a shit ton of plague bearers, and you just move forwards and smite the entire army to death. Yep, and you can't kill all the plague bearers because <laughs> they don't die. Smite is silly. It is. Demon Prince is fucking awesome. As they should be, though. As they should be. To be fair, I, I like be. the fact Demon Prince is beastly. Yeah. They're actually not that beastly, like, compared to other things. Beastly-wise, they're not that they're, much. No, they're not too beastly. It's but, only because they have less than ten wounds. And points efficiency. And points efficiency, they're Fantastic. great. Yeah. yeah. Like, when you compare, like, Chaos Lord or anything like that, or like, even the Heralds. The Heralds are really expensive when you compare them to a Demon Prince yeah. for what they are. They're, like, half the cast, and it's like, oh, I'd rather have Demon Prince. Two yeah. Heralds or Demon Prince, I wonder. Yeah. Blood Letters. These are guys are Strength 4, Toughness 3. This is a point of contention for me, because they always used to be Toughness 4. At least they were back in the olden days. Maybe in 6th and 7th they changed, but before that they were Toughness 4. They were 5 plus and vulnerable, they used to have a 3 plus armor save as well. They've lost that in the, over the years. They did, they did, uh, the, the old models used to have armor. The old models did, they did, did use to armor. They did get naked from the get, new models. I do like the new models, they're cool. New Very models demonic. possibly coming though. For corn, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm thinking is, then again, the um, World Eaters Codex isn't coming out yet. hasn't come out yet, so they may get new de- code- demons for that, in the same way that... Uh, oh, World Eaters are getting one, are they? Well, obviously. Look, if if we're going to get Demon Primark Codices, and faction-specific ones, um, World Eaters are definitely turning up. Well, hopefully that means new Corn Berserkers, because that kit is dated. It's chaos. All their kits are dated. <laughs> if you're collecting chaos, you're already in the uphill struggle, but you yeah. love them. That's why you're here. Pretty much. Blood Letters. They're pretty fucking awesome, though. Mainly because they're swords AP minus three. And on a six plus to wound, they do two damage rather than one. And you can get you can buff these guys a lot. If you have more than 20 models in the unit, you get plus one to hit, so they're hitting on twos. So there's a thing you can do where you basically deep strike a unit of 30 of these, use a stratum, give them a 3d6 charge, and then a couple of other buffs, and they will destroy whatever they hit. Yeah. It becomes crazy town. Yeah. They're, they're, fucking, they're pretty fucking awesome. They're... Hedged out by plague bearers in terms of most competitive infantry, but they're pretty good. We like them. Horrors. Well, no, no, they perform different functions. Plague bearers will never die. Yep. Bloodletters will die in huge numbers, but they will kill. They will kill, but which is cool. God. Yeah, I, I'm happy with where the bloodletter sits. Yep, it's pretty cheap. Yep, pretty darn good. We like it. Horrors. I'm not going to explain all of this. I can't. No, I'm not explaining all of this. Basically. <laughs> Basically. Oh, good God. Alright, these guys are little, they shoot. There we go. They got 18 inch range, assault 2, strength user attacks. Strength 3, toughness 3, 6 plus, armor save, 5 plus invulnerable. Sorry, they have a 4 plus invulnerable because they're Zinch. They got super fucking complicated because they could divide down when they died. 
So you have a pink horror that was split into blue horrors. Each time a blue horror landed, it can add a pair of brimstone horrors to the battlefield. Awesome stuff. Problem. That <laughs> used to be free. Yeah. Nowadays, you have to have points in reserve. This is the other big point of contention. Oh. This one I can see being a problem, though, because horrors well, get stupid difficult to kill if you have a unit of um, 20... Um, yeah, take take twenty pink horrors, then they split into two blue. So yes, yeah, so that's forty blue horrors. It's like oh god, which is then a grand total of eighty. Yeah, brimstone horrors. Yeah, it's absurdly tough. Like it did need a bit of a nerf, but I just increased the cost of horrors overall. Maybe yeah, just make horrors more expensive because the way it works now, if a pink horror dies, you have to pay for two blue horrors. I think they can just die and not form blues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you just let your pink horrors die yeah. now. In the current state, but because if, otherwise you have to pay for blue horrors, which you're never going to use. So yeah. if you take like three units of these, yeah, of ten, yeah, you're paying for sixty blue horrors, a hundred and twenty fucking brimstone I, I think horrors. And, basically, the unit ugh. increases by cost by two hundred forty percent. Yeah, if you, if you do take this. all of them. So no, um, GW. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Yeah. Oh, sorry. You can have. You can have to have up to thirty pink horrors. So <laughs> yeah. it really gets out of control. <laughs> Uh, admittedly, okay. If you have over twenty pink horrors, the number of attacks goes up from assault two to assault three. Pretty cool, but also yeah, it's... they were really popular in the index days. Oh yeah, because well, but they could split for free. I imagine they were. But did they split for free then? Yeah, it was only when this sort of came out. Oh my god, they really nerfed the dick off of them. Yeah, they really did. Okay, but they have a huge problem in that they have short range gun without being good in close combat, which means they're going to get dicked on by everything. But they can have plus one strength. Don't they can do if they're near that. their leader. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so now they're not very good. They used to be yep. able to cast psychic powers as well. They can do. They still can. It's just smite, though, isn't it? I think it's just smite. And I think they can cast one psychic power nowadays, but due to the fact you can't cast more than one of the same, really, your leaders are going to cast all your spells because your leaders can cast so many more reliably. So the horrors will do nothing but cast smite, and their smite is only one damage. I believe they eroded it to be uh, one do damage. Do they also have the negative? Yep. Oh, wow. Siege Demons do not have the ignore smite increase in costs, which Thousand Suns do. Really it's a shame. Plague really Bearers. Stupid fucking tanky. Yep. Toughness 4, wounds 1, 5 plus feel no pain, 5 plus invulnerable. Which just makes them stupid tough. Really cheap and point sufficient. Nurglings. They're kind of shitty, except for the fact that they can... Uh, Set them up at the start of the battle. We'll set them up anywhere more than nine inches away from any deployment zone and any enemy, any enemy models. So <laughs> they can be anywhere on the battlefield to begin with, essentially, aside from near nine inches from your enemy models. And they are really small, so you can put them behind obstacles easily. So they can sit on objectives really well. Complete deep strike denial as well. Yep, that too. Because you have Fantastic to be nine inches away from the nurglings. Yep. So your enemy has to either kill all the nurglings before they land, or they just surrender the table to the nurglings. Because you're moving up. Yep. You'll take up that space that Nurglings stop. I mean, this is less important now that they made Deep Strike second turn only. Yep. Uh, but it's still pretty it's still useful. It's still Even, pretty yeah. Demonettes. I think they're close. They are close to being good. They need like a points drop of like one or two yeah. points less for the model. Yeah. Because they do have two attacks, which is nice. But Strength 3, Toughness 3. Yep. AP minus one. If you have 20 or more, the attacks increase by one, so you get three attacks each, which is pretty cool, but like, oh, sorry, they're the really squish. Pl Plague Bearer one, if you have 20 or more, is you get minus one to hit. Them. Oh yeah, which is kind of insane. You probably don't run them in squads of 20 or more anyway, no, but no, no, it's no, very nice. Leadership is silly, this edition. Yeah. Um, so Demonettes, they're like nearly... But the best explanation for Demonette Army, or Demon... Uh, 
Zanesh Demon Army I've seen is someone on forums basically going, look, I play mono Zanesh, it's awful this edition, but damn it, I love them. You have total board control until you don't. And that the army's stupid quick, you get every area you need to, then everything dies because it's just too weak, and you haven't done enough damage. Which is a shame. Yeah. But potential buffs coming. Potential buffs coming. Not to this codex. Maybe in an Emperor's Children codex coming out. Yep. Maybe. Blood Crushers. They're all right. Bit expensive. Uh, they're, they're pretty. They're pretty tough. Pretty hard hitting. Yep. But again, yeah, expensive. Yep. And multi damage weapons will just love these. Yep. Because they have five plus invun. Yep. Only fi- five plus invun. Four plus armor save. Three wounds. So most multi damage weapon will, on average, one shot them. I think in Warhammer Fantasy they had a two plus armor save. Really? Yeah, they're the Terminators. That's awesome. Because they are riding giant mechanical steeds. <laughs> Like, there's nothing true. weak to shoot at there other than the rider, but the, the steed carries on. That's true. Okay, we have flamers, which are like the old models for Zinch, which is just floating thing with teeth. And it's a cool model, though. It is a cool model. I like, I like it. it. They basically have a flamethrower, which you can fire as a pistol in close combat as well. That's it. I. It's not good. It's not good. I don't know why you're having this. It's a longer-range flamer, but again... But, again, you'll notice, the whole theme... Of everything that we've just been through, yep. even though the blood crushes we like skimmed very tightly over, yep. none of it's anti-armor. There's none, nothing of it, none of it's I, anti-armor. I know it's infantry. I know people get pissed at us for saying that infantry are anti-armor. That you know, but everything since Greater Demons onwards, and it doesn't change. It doesn't change. Not it, it's, it's a continual theme here. The Exalted Flamer. It's a it's a better version of the Flamer. It's not good enough to warrant using. Yep. Beasts of Nurgle. They are there. No, they're they're okay. They're pretty yeah. darn good for their points. Like I say, they're pretty darn good. They're okay for their points. <laughs> they're okay. They're really tough for their points. Yeah, tough is five wounds, five five plus feel no pain, five plus invulnerable. Like, but they hit like a wet sack of bean bags. Do you know how to say anything hits poorly without saying it's wet? A dry sack of bean bags. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't hit very hard. No. It really doesn't. I mean, it D6 does... attacks hurts it a lot. D6 attacks hurts it a lot. Chaos Spawn is very similar profile. Yep. I think identical points, and it is strength 5, AP minus 2, and then it has potential for greater damage by rolling a D6, and it has a random buff applied. So Beast of Nogle really doesn't hit very hard. Nope. Horticular Slimux, who you're yep. definitely taking, buffs these guys. He does. But as a gardener often does, but as a, as a gardener does. I mean, Beast of Nogle, awesome. I love Beast of Nogle. Uh, they're still just not very good. Like <laughs> <laughs> with no AP but damage too. Like what? What are you? What are you attacking here? Yeah, but who's the target for this? Yeah, you with kill strength four, damage two, AP zero. Yeah, that that lines up with a lot of D six attacks. Yeah, like on average, you're killing less than a Primaris a turn. Well, I, there's there's an awful lot of models out there which are toughness three, no armor save, two wounds. There is actually there is there's a huge fiends of Slanesh. Movement fourteen, I I like that. That gets me going. Not much else does with this profile except for its special rule. Soporific musk units within one inch of any of enemy yeah, of any. Units within one inch of any enemy Fiends of Slanesh cannot fall back unless they are fly. Finally, a unit in eighth that can actually prevent people running away. And you can have these in packs of up to nine. Which you don't have. Which you don't have. Because you probably don't run these. Well, maybe no, you do. Uh, these, these are one of the best yeah. Slanesh. 
things in the Godex. I think you probably don't run them because there's Lanesh, but if you're to Lanesh, you run these. You definitely run these to lock down units. Yeah, vehicles are having an absolute nightmare with these. Oh, yeah. One of the, these will shut down a vehicle for the rest of the game, presuming nobody walks over and pumps it. <laughs> I think you mean hits it. I meant but... bumps. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say bumps or pushes it up. <laughs> but my brain decided, you know what? Neither. Just pumps pump it. Pump it. <laughs> Slanesh approves. Slanesh approves. I mean, these guys are awesome. Model is dated as hell. I really hope a it's new model even, comes look, to them. It came out when all the other new demon stuff came out. It looked shit then. Did it? Yes. It looks like it's it looks like an ancient centaur. metal model, which is proper shit. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It, fuck that model. Awful model. Flesh hounds. Somebody's very tired today, aren't they? I am very tired. I flesh hounds. They're the speedy option for corn that aren't juggernauts, which leads me to the question: Why are you taking flesh hounds? They can deny one psychic power in each enemy psychic phase. I mean, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Don't know how reliable that is. Don't know how many flesh hounds you have to take if you want to try and. De- if you say you go up against Eldar and you already want to deny their casting, take as many units of flesh hounds as you have. Well, you can have up to three of them. Yeah. They're not very good. But. Side note, it is a way for mono corn, mono red to, yeah. to, to actually deny True. something. It is there. It's a nice option for them. And Karanek can also deny. Yeah, you can deny up to two. But again, why are you taking him? Screamers. They're the flying stingray things, aren't they? Mantas. Mantas. Yeah. Manta things. And they are the fast, very fast, movement 16 a, a unit to lock down enemy units for Zinch so you can get closer. And what? What? I mean, psych- psychic powers do ignore, like smite, for example. Yeah, does ignore. But you uh, can't cast that much smite as demons. You cannot cast that much smite. Nope. You are. You can't shoot. Nope. Um, and I don't know. Like maybe if you're trying to lock down a back unit, you can fly them forwards, hope they don't die in one turn. They probably are going to, and then fly them over the enemy unit to then charge into a vehicle right at the back. Otherwise, no. I think mono mono blue. Or Zinch. Yeah. It's actually really struggling in this book. I, I think it thinks it has, at least it has flavour, which is what beats Lanesh, and also has a competent great ungl- uh, greater demon. Yeah. It's great yeah, demon yeah. as well. I best. mean, it definitely ekes out over Slanesh. Easily. But Zinch is super weak in this book. Yeah. Like, it has a lot of entries, but all of them are just kind of. Eh, really bad. Why would I take this? Plague drones. Now, these guys are the reason what. Reasons. Reason, rather. <laughs> Razzles. Razzles. Where you don't take the Beasts of Nurgle. Yeah. They have movement 10 inches, which is faster than the Beasts of Nurgle. They already win. They have toughness 5. Same. One less wound. Have the same amount of durability as in 5 plus invulnerable, 5 plus feel no pain. Uh, They don't have a shit ton of attacks, do I believe? They have like a total of like 6 attacks. Because they have 1 attack for the Plague Drone person. Um, And then the the Fly Mount, the Rot Fly, uh, makes 4 additional attacks. Just five, five attacks per guy. That's five sorry. attacks. Five yeah. attacks per guy. Yeah, six attacks for the sergeant, which isn't bad. It's a lot of attacks and a very speedy thing. Yep, and considering four of the attacks are damage two, yep. AP zero, yep. and they're the exact same points cost as the Beast of Nurgle, like, they have more reliable, faster hitting damage. Yep. And so just way better. And what's yep. more, Nurgle's an army which does need the lockdown because it's so fucking slow. Yep. I think these guys are actually great. I, at first glance, I thought these guys are terrible because I yep. saw one attack for the rider, two attacks for the sergeant. I was like, what the hell? But then 34 points for something that tough. How many points? I believe you said 30 oh, something. Oh, God. I said 30 something. 30. Oh! 
I didn't. Yeah. Definitely didn't say so, a specific number. They're very nice. Seekers. This is like the one proper good for Slanesh. Slanesh unit. Yep. They have 14 inch movement range, which is insane. They're filth mongers. Uh, they have two attacks each, three attacks in the sergeant person. The steed makes two additional close combat attacks. The total of four attacks per person. Um, they can, you know, so they have 14. They then get an average charge bonus of 3.5, so they're, you know, 17.5. You would advance there. Yeah, they advance there. Yeah. Then you have the charge, yep. which is additional uh, 7 inches. So that's 24.5. So on average, they're clearing no man's land. And you can re-roll failed charge rolls for the unit. Seekers are really good for that. Problem is, they're toughness 3 with 2 wounds. <laughs> so you will get across there. You will kill yeah. like a unit of guardsmen, maybe. Yep. And then they'll be wiped out. That unit of guardsmen is dead, though. Dead as you fuck. you got that. <laughs> dead as fuck. Yeah. Health lab. Big problem with Sinesh there. Big yeah, problem. big problem. Good, good... Good job, Seekers. You do like you do the Slaneshi thing the best, you're still shit. Hellflare, the other Slaneshi thing. Movement 12 inches. It's the fucking awful blade pile. It's the lawnmower of Slaanesh. Which Slaanesh, Slaanesh didn't think to run over people with. That, that fucking annoys me. That's this thing has a shit ton of attacks, basically. It has a whole bunch of attacks. It has five attacks, then additional D6 attacks, and additional four attacks. But, like, it's just... All of them are bad. It's a high quantity of extremely low quality attacks. Yeah. So when you do the maths on it, like it seems ridiculous the amount of attacks it has. When you do yep. the maths on it, it's tragic. Yep. Doesn't even have like any bonuses. Like if it charges, it gets this bonus or something because it's a sort of lawnmower hitting it. No, I just yeah. I couldn't give a fuck. I mean, it definitely should have had mortal wounds on connection. Yeah. Because it is a lawnmower trying to run people down. Yep. Except there's a lawnmower something in the way of the fucking lawnmower section. Yes. <laughs> Horses drawing a lawnmower. What's, uh, what's going on here? I mean, it makes sense for cutting grass. It does make sense for cutting grass. Why is Slanesh cutting grass? I I don't know. Look, I'm sorry, his domain would... Look, we'll like, get gar- into that. Gar- I don't... Gardening is no good shit. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> okay, Furies. Hellflare is just awful. God-awful. Furies. They're in the book. They're in the book, amazingly enough, because they've pretty much gotten rid of Chaos and Divided. It's a thing that used to be the embodiment of Chaos and Divided. Um, now you do have to take them with a mark of whichever god. They're fucking awful, though. Done. Skull Cannon. This is the motorbike with a cannon on it. This does give you a source of Strength 8 damage. But then it's AP it's minus 2. Heavy D6, Strength 8, AP minus 2, damage D3. But again. But units targeted by the weapon don't gain the bonus of being in cover. Yeah. Say goodbye to that plus 1 to your save, Imperial Knight. You Hiding behind yeah. a building. Yep. Yeah, this is like your strongest source of anti-armor, in my opinion, outside of plague bearers and greater demons. <laughs> and it's not very good. It's just not very good. It's rather expensive for piss-poor shooting. Yep. I mean, it's corn, so you shouldn't be about the shooting, but they should have just had something better wrecking in close combat. Yeah. Have... And, it, and it's a motorbike, which I'm just... It's, it's also... An, uh... Uh, it's an awful-looking motorbike at that. Like, it's... It doesn't look very corny. It doesn't look very demony. It doesn't look very good. I mean, it would look <laughs> cool if this was a custom bike that you drove yourself in real life. Because <laughs> you'd be like, what the fuck is that? That's yeah. interesting. However, Corn Demons, it just doesn't quite work. And they aren't anymore. riding it like a motorbike. They're like sitting on the back. and it's... They stand on it, yeah. They stand on little platforms on it. It's real bad. Burning Chariot. It's it's a speedy Zlanesh, sorry, uh, Zinch thing that shoots some stuff. Why is Zinch are you rushing to get close? Really? Like, I, I think you could 
argue that their stuff is more about kiting. However, 8th edition is not a game where you can kite. Not really, no. everything's super quick. Everything's either super quick or just shooting you. Yeah. That's that's the mojo here. It is weird. They get minus one to the psychic test if they're within nine of it. Yeah, this whole nine-inch thing, nine-inch aura's for Siege, it's really problematic because you will be charged if you're within that range. Yeah. And you can't smite spam, so you can't just fly no, this, in. This thing and... can't cast. It does nothing. Oh, no, no, but I mean, like, say you had a Lord of Change following it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you're just, there is no damage, there is no purpose for being within nine other than to interfere with things, which is great. So, yeah, no, it's, yeah the, the, the fluff for Zinch in this book, Zinch are the winners of fluff. No one else really has any. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's... And it's, they're fluffy as shit, but also just shit. Bit of a problem. Yeah. Uh, we then we then have these Lanesh uh, damagey section here. Heavy damage-y support. Heavy, Heavy support. support yeah. The Seeker Chariot, which weirds me right the fuck out that the Chariot is not the fast attack, but the Lawnmower is. Makes perfect sense, though. Makes perfect sense. It's lighter because it has more blades. This does uh, potentially cause a mortal wound on impact. Holy shit, that's the most damage we've seen so far from Slanesh. That's that's insane, because it has scything impact. Yeah. Unlike the lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh my god. So yeah, the seeker chariot's certainly there. It's got a movement of twelve, so it's slower than all your fast options for Slanesh, without really any more damage. Yeah. You have the exalted seeker chariot, which is a slightly more expensive version. Oh, and it has degrading profile. It has twelve wounds. Alan. Let's be honest, it's not degrading because uh, you're dead with one turn of it. Pretty much, yeah. This thing's awful. It has toughness 5 with 12 wounds, so it's being shot off the board by anything that <laughs> sniffs at it. It does have 8 attacks. Base, but it's losing them so quickly. Like, it only moves 12 in the first turn. So, on average, it's not quite clearing No Man's Land. So, on average, you're sat there looking quite awkwardly at your opponent going, Hello. You might get a long bomb charge. Maybe. But if you're relying on long bomb charges, you may as well have a deep strike heavy army and go, well, maybe I get the charge. Yeah. So, no. Once again, Slanesh, fuck no, unfortunately. Soul Grinder. Um, awesome model. Awesome model. But it's in a very weird spot in that it's heavy support that's not very good at shooting or close combat, really. Like, the Defiler does both of these jobs better. Yeah, the Defiler's just better than Soul Grinder. Yeah. Which is a shame. Soul Grinder used to be awesome. It did used to be fucking awesome. It used to be crazy good. Yep. Now it's just kind of... Uh, I mean, yeah. it is a nice access to high damage for the is demons. Is it? Because if we talk in high damage here, you've got the Phlegm Bombardment. <laughs> Strength 8, AP minus 2, damage 3. That's not high damage. Oh, sorry, that's heavy D6. Oh, that's worse than I thought it was. Yeah. What it's... about his claw? Doesn't he claw do damage? Oh, he's he's got... Uh, they give him strength uh, 16, admittedly. There you go. AP minus 3, damage D6. But he moves 8 inches a turn. Yep. So he's slow as shit. He does have a 3 plus armor save, admittedly, but still 5 plus invulnerable, so any anti armor is taking him down. He's got toughness of 7, so yeah, he's still been taken down by anti armor. He's still an interesting choice for Codex Demons. He's an in- Yeah, true. For Codex Demons, he is. But, uh, but that's. You know, you're taking that instead of a gun, aren't you? Instead of the Harvester Cannon. There you take that in conjunction. Oh yeah, it is in conjunction because you have the sword, the warp claw instead. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's the Demon Codex, ladies and gentlemen. I hope I hope you... Oh, no, sorry. There's there's a building here. Yeah. A tree. The feculent gnarled moor. The Nurgle tree. Nurgle tree. It does a few things. Uh, if you're getting them for free, gorgeous. If you're not, less so. Then they're not bad, because you can... They're still tempting. You can use a stratagem to deep strike the tree. Yep. Uh, doesn't it let you reroll failed charges for Nurgle? Yep, it lets you reroll failed charges. Um, and they can also shoot and or charge even if they fell back or advanced. Yep, which is awesome for the fucking Nurgle demon vehicles, because they can drive forward. Oh, sorry, they don't get to reroll charges, it's just the uh, they can charge after advancing. Alright, yeah. Yep. So Nurgle demon vehicles, yep. say the um, fucking Plague Burst Crawler, Yep. drives forward, uh, I can't remember where this move is, it's like 12, Yep. it's big. Yep. Gets to then advance, gets yep. to then shoot with 2d6 strength 8 shots. Yep. And then it gets to charge into something. Which ain't bad. Which is not bad. It's a hell of a lot of damage. The best thing this thing can do is with uh, stuff not in the Nurgle Codex. Yes. It, it can the be best, quite... best bit about the Chaos Demon Codex yep. is what the Nurgle part can do in conjunction with other Nurgle things. No, the best thing no, no, the best thing about it is what the Nurgle part can do in conjunction with Thousand Suns. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> like, this, that's why Demons are competitive, because Plague Bearers are very tough and Thousand Suns just need that. Everything else... Is a letdown. It's a flavourless letdown. We love demons. Like, I do love demons. I mean, the codex is good enough that you can play with demons. <laughs> it's not much of an improvement. It, not if you play Slanesh. <laughs> if you play, my god, by the way, if you play Slanesh, fuck no. You're not winning any games. I don't, Ever. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it seriously, Nurgle and Corn yep. can do monocolour. Yep. There is strength there. Yep. Zinch can struggle. I think Zinch can't do monocolour. I, I, I think, think, uh, think Keep of Secrets shafted. and Carrots can do a lot of work. If you're talking a low point game, like a thousand points, where your Keep of Secrets can be a lot of your points, you're pretty good. But, but it's are you not talking good. about Slanesh there? No, I'm talking about... Um, Keeper of Secrets is Slash. I, I meant the fucking Lord of Change. I always do that. All right, yeah. yeah if, if you're talking Lord of Change, they can be a high amount of your points. Yeah, yeah. For like sub-1,000. You get to 1,500, it gets wobbly as fuck. Yeah. Because like half your army has to not be... Uh, Lords of Change. <laughs> Any more than that, then you're really fucked. Yeah, like, a Supreme so. Command Detachment of them would be interesting, except, you know, they can only cast... They can cast two powers each, and there's only six powers, so, like... Yeah, you're slumming it. I mean, yeah. they can can all cast Smite. They all get plus two to cast. Yep. So the first guy's casting it on threes. Yep. Next guy casting it on fours. Next guy casting it on if you're If you're having a Supreme Command Detachment to Smite spam, you're oh, taking you Thousand think? Suns, yeah. Demon Princes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is a real sad codex. Yeah. Because it doesn't have a competitive edge, which I'm okay with. It does, in Plague Bearers. It, yeah, okay, in Plague Bearers. Plague Bearers, we'll exclude Plague Bearers from all discussion for the minute. Uh, blood Letters as well are used very rarely as, like, uh, uh, the blood Deep Strike bomb. I mentioned earlier. Deep Strike, Charge, get that. I did actually watch a game Yep. Uh, live from Games Workshop Twitch, uh, where they did from Warhammer World. Yep. Uh, and it was one of the heats for their grand tournaments. Yeah. And it was Heat 3. Yep. And the final game was actually Index Chaos yep. versus Index Chaos. Sorry, it's Chaos Demons, Chaos Demons. Yep. And it was... Uh, the guy took a lot of... Uh, sorry, not a lot of change. He took Magnus. Yep. Mortarian. Yep. And the Arch Demon for Zinch from the Index. And yep. this was Forge World Index. Forge World Index, where it was 750 points. Yep. And it was crazy. 
think yep. it was 750. It was some amount which was quite low for what it was, shall we say. Yeah, it was super good value to the point where it's current, <laughs> after chapter approved, it's 1,500. Like, like, all of the greater demons on Forge Wealth got arbitrarily whacked with a nerf back where they just went, they're all a bit powerful, what they do, except for the Nesh one. So we'll just make their points be the god's number. So the Nesh is 666, Corn is 888. No, the seven seven seven, and then it's like, oh, it's the next one's nine nine nine. No, it's one thousand five hundred. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really strong. So this guy had that. Yep. He also took horrors. Yep. And he also took the changeling. Yep. And the idea is the horrors then screen for your your big boys. Yep. The horrors were killable because the changeling was broken in the index. Yep. Very very tough. And the big boys were broken as shit. The other guy took one demon prince, nine obliterators. Yep. From and he took Sunesh. Chaos Demons. Yep. Which means you can use a stratagem to fire twice with the Obliterators. I think... Oh, the, the Obliterators was Slanesh, yeah. 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 And 120 Blood Letters. Yep. And the dude won with 120 Blood Letters. It, it, and it, was, it was cool. Yeah. It was very cool. Uh, the game itself was kind of silly because Mortarion got shot off the board turn one by the Obliterators. It turns out Obliterators firing twice in a big unit kill most things. I think he had them in units of three, so only three of them fired twice, and that was enough to kill Mortarion. Obliterators are dick strong at the minute. Are you sure he didn't have any unit of nine? Yes. Because I swear they... Oh, right then. Certain. All right then. Yeah. That's weird. Because, uh, don't forget, from Index to Codex, they went, okay, they do X damage. Yep. Let's just double that. Arbitrarily, let's just double it. So they do, I think, pretty high damage now, like damage three, which yeah. is, wouldn't make sense from doubling. Anyway. Yeah, not at all. Right, so uh, that codex <sighs> makes us sad. There's a lot to improve on. Yeah. Now, can we just dance through some of our proposed improvements? Uh, let's go through a couple. Why Greater not? demons. Yeah. Four plus invulnerable. Four plus invulnerable. They really need it. They need that survivability because they are big, huge targets. For lots of points. For lots of for lots of points. Demon summoning. Give it a purpose. Like. I appreciate when you could summon free demons. It was a big problem. It was abusable as all hell. Yep. It was silly. It didn't feel fun to play against. Yep. Because you get close to killing your opponent, but then 20 blood letters turn up. It's like, yeah. ugh, for goodness sake. Really swung the balance of power. The balance of power. <laughs> balance of power. <laughs> yep. Give, give us a reason for summoning demons. Like, why do I hold the unit back? Can I summon slightly more demons? You know, in like the whole thing where the Gret and Clemon can take a bell... The boost increase. summoning, like uh, it's cool, but yeah, why? I think the entire summoning thing just needs a rework. So they're probably something in like ninth edition where they go, okay, we thought it through a bit, or they won't, and it'll just be a narrative play thing. We'll be excited to find out. Be exciting to find out. I, I think it's going to be narrative because it's such a broken thing to I, do. Yeah, I think it's really. I, well, it goes did, one did way it, or the other. Didn't it come in seventh? Yes. That would explain why it's broken as shit, and yes. there's no way to balance it because it's bullshit. It, it was very strong. Uh, the other thing is just sprinkle flavor. Everywhere throughout. Yeah, this this codex should have flavour all over the place because demons are meant to be different. Yeah, but they're, they're meant to be very different to each other as well, yeah. rather than just plus one strength. Yeah, like at the very least, have flavour t- between the armies. To the, I would even wouldn't even mind if it was like okay, so the corn one is plus one attack, the slash one is plus one strength because they need it, the zinch one is they get plus one to bullshit, the nurgle one is they get plus one toughness if they're within six of the leader, like that's more flavourful. Yeah. Just by nature. But I, I would like it... Um, this this is something that I've toyed around with and I kind of argued with Alan over it. Yeah. But something that I'd like to see come into play is if Slanesh had just ways, like special rules, like Keeper of Secrets, of just locking units into close combat with them. 
which they do have, but it's only that one unit, which isn't very good. Only one unit, which is the Fiend. Yeah. Like... Which which is great for the fiend. It is, but I'd love it if Slanesh demons could do that. I'd love if Slanesh demons know. could do anything. And you call it like <laughs> really? trans- transfixing gaze. Yep. So that people can't just leave combat from them. Yep. Uh, and then, granted, they're weak as chips, so they're going to fall down. Yep. Any damage that comes back to them. So I want to see either a damage buff or you just make them cheaper. Yeah. Like th- that's what I'd do there. Yeah. They they need real help. They need something. Uh, demons in general, other than plague bearers, I will. Just stress. <laughs> they need some way of cracking tanks. Like, with the greater demons at the minute, without the 4-plus invun, yep. that's your tank cracker if you're just taking Codex Demons. Yep, and he is getting killed turn 1. And he's getting killed turn 1, so you or have to take multiple the, of them. he's Nurgle 1, who's not getting there. <laughs> yeah, like, turn 2, you're still not in close combat. Yeah. You could be, in theory, with um, Sloppity Bile, type of musician. <laughs> the Nurgle Musician... Nurgle musician. Yeah. I hope that comes in as well. They changed the fucking names. <laughs> yeah, then, so, but then people wouldn't know how to buy them because they'd be like, but the box has a sloppity biopiper. Oh, yeah. yeah. It would confuse people, which is fair enough. Yeah, it, is that fair is enough. fair enough. That is a fine complaint. Uh, Zinch, definitely, 100%. And they could have done this in chapter approved. I don't know if yeah. they did because I'm not going to pay money for buffs. Yeah. It's not in the errata. Uh, they need the whole, like, smite spam to them. Yeah, they, they need they to be able to smite spam. They can't. Flat yeah. out can't. They, they can't do... Well, Lords of Change can because they get plus two cast. Yeah. But, it's, you, but basically, the idea that smite increases in difficulty, Thousand Suns, that doesn't happen, should be the same for Zinch Demons. Yeah, because they are creatures of the warp. Yeah, also their smite isn't that good. Like, their leaders, it's fine. The other things which cast it tend to be just one mortal wound. If that... A lot of their stuff doesn't even cast spells, so... Yeah, it's kind of the same thing as the Grey Knight boat. Except, so like, except the Grey Knight leaders can't cast a D3 Mortal Wound spite. That's terrible. Ah. That is absolutely terrible. <laughs> yeah, Grey Knights, we feel bad for you at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, Keldor Drogo can disappear from this world. but Yeah. We have more more in Drogo in the future. That's true. In the lore. Are we done with this codex then? Like The general's just sadness that is this book. It is a letdown. I will still play Demons. Yep. Because I love playing Demons and Nurgle. Yeah, because like, you're collecting the Nurgle Demons, it turns yeah, out. Yeah. Like, I'm the big winner here. Yeah, no, he, like, to be fair, he's not collecting them because they're the best. He's just always collected Nurgle. So. Yeah, I wouldn't collect any other demon in that book. Yep. And if I was a new gamer to the game, yep. or if I was introducing a friend to the game, yep. and they said, hey, I want to try Codex Demons, I would say don't. Categorical no. Because they are just so much worse than everyone else. Yep. It would be so hard for them to get into the game. Yeah. Like, taking out any vehicle. Like, if you have a Riptide, they're just shafted. Yeah. They can't deal with that. There's, there's no way they you can know, deal with Riptide. So a new player cannot play these. And a lot of experienced players are just struggling with them. We need some buffs. Slanesh is obviously still in its burial mound. I'm looking at the pitch on the back here. And it's quite interesting, because in the foreground, like, right at the very bottom, you have, like, a couple of Grey Knights and a little tank for them. Then you have a bunch of Nurgle leadership. Then you have to the left a bunch of the corn uh, corn de- uh, leadership, a bunch of blood letters, and a bloodthirster there. Standard looking awesome. Then further back, you have more blood letters and a greater demon, like a great and plain one. A bunch of blade bearers, ever some hounds of corn behind that. You have another bloodthirster back there. You have some of the manta things. You have some more plague bearers. You have a keep, sorry, a lord of change. And then you have four seekers and the lawnmower to represent Slanesh. 
this isn't the only example. I think that's a good summation. Yeah, like every, every picture of this book is a picture of a group of demons. There's like a couple of tokens of the Nesh ones at the back. There's another one where there's a big like battle spread and there's four demon heads. Like it's, that's not even a unit. That's uh, not even a unit of it's, them. It's four. Fucking ridiculous. It's like the photographer was like, yeah, this looks really cool. Hang on a minute. We've, it's, we've it's got legitimately, to slot There's All legitimately right. four demonettes in here. This is a huge, huge... This is a two-page spread picture of demon army. And there are four... Sorry, there are four seekers, so demonettes on a steed. Yeah. That's how much of a fucking afterthought. It's not even an afterthought. They're deliberately making sure Slanesh is not featured. Fucking atrocious. As a Slanesh individual. Yeah, but there's new Slanesh coming. So we're super hyped but for that. I think we need to ignore your whininess for a minute. Ignore ignore that. Okay. Ignore that. Yeah. We're throwing that out the door. Yeah. Because Slanesh getting new models. Let's see what happens. Yeah, very excited to see what happens. I think the bigger problem is Zinch. If you collect Zinch and you want to do mono blue, you're shafted. You're well, you've got, got Zangles now. Oh, yeah, you have, you can do Thousand Suns. Exactly, yeah. Like, Thousand Suns are your outlet if you want to do that. Yeah, Thousand Suns. If you want to collect uh, Zinch, go collect Thousand Suns instead. Yeah. The only thing you'd possibly want from this book is the Keeper of... Uh, sorry, the Lord of Change. <laughs> Keeper of Secrets. The, Fuck it! He, he's the Lord of Change, and you can have him in a Supreme Command attachment anyway. Yeah. So... I mean, so basically what we're saying from the whole book is unless you play Nurgle, get another book. Yeah, and if you play Nurgle, probably get another book to have a better Supreme Command attachment. Yeah. It's a bowl of sadness. Yep. Alan is just in tears of hot mess over there. <laughs> Tears of hot mess. You brought that on yourself. <laughs> brought that on yourself. Right, so shall we move on to the... N- We're going to move on to the news. We're going to move on to the news. Going to move on to do the we news. have news? Oh, we yes, do we do. News. We do have we news. We have relevant news do to we? demons. Do we? Yes. To demons? I think you've remembered another bit of news, which is good, because I forgot that bit of news. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was it. Okay, we have news, then we have a discussion. Two separate things. Hey, tell news, me news, fir- news first is there's Lord of the Rings stuff happening. That's the news I forgot. Yeah, we have a lot of the ring stuff happening. My the main question being, why? Like, like <laughs> there's there's big hype for it in the White Dwarf. I'm yeah. There's a new box set coming out. Yep. There's a new King Theoden model. Yep. The rest of the models aren't new. Nope. Why are they now pushing Lord of the Rings? Like that I mean, boat sailed. That boat has gone. That yeah. That I mean, boat has gone to the Eternal Fields. I was going to correct you, but I can't actually remember. I think it's yeah. the Eternal Isles. It's the Eternal Isles and the Elysian Fields. Yeah. Two separate things, but... But Lord of the Rings, before the Hobbit trilogy came out, Lord of the Rings was dead. Yeah, Lord of the Rings was dead on arrival, from what I saw. No, no, it, it, did, it did so well. Did it? For the years that the films were out, it did so well. This is the model line for yeah. GW. Yeah. However, after that, it plummeted off a cliff. Yeah. Like, if any model line was going to go, it shouldn't have been fancy. It should have been Lord of the Rings. And I yeah. do have Lord of the Rings. I have played Lord of the Rings. I did like the original Lord of the Rings. Hobbit was, Trilogy came weird. out. It's complicated but weird. It's complicated but weird. Yep. Hobbit Trilogy came out. They brought out new rules for it, which yep. I really hated because they gave swords, maces, hammers, axes, everything like that became a different weapon with different profiles. Which which was just added complication and stupidness. Also because, wasn't it that a lot of units just have a mixture by nature? Yeah, like you buy so, a box, it would yeah. come with four sword guys, four axe guys, four shield guys. So it's not a case of like an upgrade for a sergeant. It should be like a unit of space range with chainsaws, except they can't all have chainsaws, they all have to have a mixture. They have to. So it's yeah, unnecessary but, complication. But it was just, and like different weapons are suboptimal, you yep. don't take them. Yep. 
so I, I didn't like the Hobbit change. Like, I had to get rid of a lot of the rules to be able to play it. Yep. Then the Hobbit, again, the hype for that just slowly died away. Was For- it slow or was it very quickly after the films were done? It is pretty quick. Yeah, but then <laughs> Forge World made a whole, you know, like Hobbit line. Like they've done like um, King Dane and like the, the giants and stuff like that. And yeah, now they're doing like a big Pelennor Fields box set drive. Why? Yeah. You I don't get it. It's like. <laughs> I think we just have a lot of excess stock. They must have a lot of... I, maybe this is them trying to clear their, I reckon their storehouses before they axe Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Because nobody plays it. Nobody at our local gaming store plays it. Nobody yeah. at like, local gaming store... Does our local store like, even stock it? Aside from, like, one token shelf? Yeah, I don't well, think it's I think it's even, like, a full section of wall. It's maybe one shelf near the top Yeah, with, like, a Lord of the Rings kit. I think other, than, has... other than the new box, which is being pushed heavily. Yeah. I think there's a Mummerkill. I think... Yeah, there's a Mummerkill. I think I've seen that Mummerkill. Yeah. I think that's about it. Yep. It's weird. I don't it's get really it. It's really weird. I don't get it. I'm sure they're just clearing stock. Probably. But it, then they brought out new theatre models. So, I ah, don't know. Ah. I mean, people aren't going to go back to the Lord of the Rings. No. Especially no. with the Hobbit rules. Like, If you want to play Lord of the Rings, get the original rule book, which I still have, which if is if, fucking awesome. One rule book. Yep. All the rules for all the characters. Yep. Uh, all the rules for playing. Yep. And then they really supplement books. For like the real rules, but they were like cheap as chips. I think mine was twelve pounds for the dwarfs. It's not bad. That's it. On on the other hand, if you're playing Age of Sigma and want a better rule set, find this thing called Eighth Edition Fantasy. It was the shit. It was the shit. It was the shit. It was the shit. I mean, you know, magical powers were too strong. All this was silly. All that was silly. But it was a fucking sweet game. I love the balls of that game. Whatever happened to that? Don't know. Some say it. Packed its things. See, okay, that is going to be a topic someday. I left it to heat. That's going to be that's going to be a topic someday, and we're going to enjoy it. Okay, so is that the, it's the news? Are we now to the discussion section? I believe it's the discussion. The discussion section. So uh, we have Rogue Trader coming up, and we've been asked, "What do we think of Rogue Trader? And what do we think of the law?" Because we believe the law is our specialty. That's why we spent an entire episode talking about demon rules. Okay, we say believed it's our specialty. I think it's more we are special. I think it's more about the law. I think it's that we're less awful at dealing with law. Yeah, definitely. So that's why next week's going to be good, guys. Uh, Uh, If you didn't enjoy this, (laughs) maybe, maybe next week. So, uh, Rogue Trader. Okay, Kill Team was a thing which we weren't initially too hot on. Like we kind of looked at it and went, uh, "We play, you know, Necromunda." So this looks to be a simplified version of that. We like the complexity of Necromunda. Kill Team's probably not for us. Since then. The silver tongued devil at a local store. We walked in for some paints. We then left with a kill team, a kill team uh, zone mortalis box. We then left with a kill team box each with crates and things and gene stealers and and some dice. And some dice. I mean, you you can't go into the shop and get new models without dice. <laughs> you can't. You can't do it. It's just unnatural. We then spent the next four hours explaining why it was a good purchase and we made a good move. Yeah. And it was definitely it worth was, the money. It, it was definitely bargaining. We were bargaining. So we did that. And we we played quite a bit of Kill Team now. And Kill Team is actually a lot of fun. Kill Team is really nice because Necromunda takes a long time. Really does. To kind of set up and then play through. Yeah. And then there's all the after stuff, which you want to do for flavor. Like, Necromunda is Absolutely our shit. It is such our shit. We love that thing. 
like Necromunda is so good, guys. Um, if you're looking for an in-depth skirmish game yep. that does have a lot of complexity, yep. but as such creates a full and diverse rule set that really fl- uh, fills out the fantasy. Yep. Like, just awesome. Like, th- there were so many moments where we were like, is there a rule for this? Because that would be kind of cool. And but the, I'm, I'm not expecting it. Yeah, like, and then the rules be- were like, oh shit, there are the rules. Yeah, like, it was like, ah, oh, a grenade's gone off, and like, grenades have a knockback, and it knocked someone back into a wall. Like, does, does that do, does, does it do something special if someone's like pushed by a grenade into a wall? Like, probably not. Look at it. Yeah, it does extra damage. Fuck yeah! Yeah, they did it. And like, pushing into pits, melter bombs, yeah. traps, booby traps. You've accidentally shot one of your own guys through the head. <laughs> I shot one of my guys, like, quite... Quite regularly. Quite awesomely. I, I shoot my guys more often than your guys. Yeah. And I collect Goliath. So Goliath have the armor on the front. For me, the armor should be on the back. Or maybe I should just advance my guys backwards and I'd be safer. That's actually true, yeah. <laughs> the amount of times I shoot them. Poor Keith. Keith? Keith got shot by a plasma gun. I mean... I think Keith is a... We have some fantastic Necromunda tales. We will do a Necromunda. I think we should do a Necromunda episode at some point as well. Because yeah, we, we, we have fun stories. But back to Kill Team. Yeah. So Kill Team is like a thinned out Necromunda by a long yep. way. Yeah. In that it, it doesn't even resemble Necromunda. Yeah. It's just a skirmish game for yeah. quick and easy fun. Like, that's the thing which we should have really realised is that it just isn't like Necromunda. Yeah. It, it, it's similar in that it's a very low model count, very quick thing, but it is so much quicker. You can rattle through the games. You can do like a campaign in a weekend. We haven't done that yet, but we probably will at some point. We should do. And it, it's fun. It's very simple, but fun. Um, and there's, there's a lot of complexity, even though it's got simple rules. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to like the how you mess with what your kill team does, who does what, um, different models get subbed in, get subbed out, that kind of stuff. Then Rogue Trader's announced. Yeah. And Rogue Trader goes, we're like Necromunda, but simple. And we go... Yeah, so there's two schools of thought for yeah. us. Yep. If you want a simple, quick, fun game, yep. you play Kill Team. Definitely. If you want complexity and depth, you play Necromunda. Yep. Like, and I'm not saying that one is better than the other. No, no, no. They're just two different things. They're two different experiences. And I definitely have to say that Kill Team, like, if I'm tired at the weekend... Yeah, like, like, or if, like, after a working day, it's like, ah, oh, fuck it. Am yeah, I, like, Kill Team? I want to play something, yeah. but Necromunda's too much, a full game of 40K is too much, Kill Team's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Rogue Trader Kill Team... Like, it adds in more complexity. Yep. It adds in heroes. It adds in characters. Yep. It adds stratagems for the characters. It has its own mini codices. Like, that does cover using the models in 40k. It which does, is cool. admittedly, which is cool, but yeah. Well, segue here. Yep. When they include the rules for 40k use, yep. it does kind of say to me that they're not expecting to support Kill Team Rogue Trader further. I see. I, I, because I don't they know. give you the tools to use them. On, on the one hand, it gives you the tools to use them elsewhere. On the other hand, it means they can print more of these things Many and then uh, then put them into forty uh, k yeah. as a whole. Like it, it seems like something they could expand upon, though they may not. Um, but either way, it means that we aren't that interested because it is now in a weird middle ground of okay. We learned Kill Team wasn't, um, you know, just a less complicated Necromunda. Whereas this goes, no, no, we're less complicated Necromunda. But we don't yeah. do the simple thing as well as Kill Team. It's like... it, it actually sold itself on the fact, like in the White Dwarf, I think yeah. you actually say it's a simpler Necromunda. Yeah. Which, <laughs> I mean, again, we were sceptical about the first iteration of Kill Team. Yep. Or not the first. No, but, but the, the, this, the most this recent, edition. The most yeah. recent one. Yeah. 
the first was fucking awesome. The first fourth, was fourth edition kill team. Whoa. I mean, we still have the original rule book. Yeah, we, which I do crack out and sniff every now and again because smell of old books. <laughs> those books smell high as a kite. Like, you fantastic. missed a couple of words there, but... I was high as a cunt sniffing books. <laughs> there we go. It's great. Yep. And it's a real nostalgia high, because it's like, wow, this takes me back. Yeah. Do you remember the rules weren't awful? <laughs> no. But... Do you remember before 7th? Do you remember the days? Oh, we had to hit the reset button. Yeah. So it was seventh. that bad, we had to have, have a reset button. Anyway. Yep. The models look cool. I yep. do like the models. Yeah, no, the style is very nice. The board looks... Like a weird Necromunda board. It's a weird Necromunda board, but it's like Shade Spire combined. Because it's like weird, like, light fantasy. Because it shows, like, the ship, then the outside of the ship, a little bit of space. See, I, I did quite like the sort of reveal trailer they did. It was very sort of, like, upbeat and jaunty, like, space Oh, we're going on an adventure. Oh, no, the demons! It wasn't yeah. quite that jaunty, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was still quite fun. Now, lore. Lore, lore. for this. Lore. Okay, we, we've avoided discussing this with each other. We, we've come to conclusions. He's read the White Dwarf stuff. I haven't. I've read the stuff on the website. The Warhammer Community website. Yeah. Basically, the point of contention, the point we're going to discuss, is the fact that demons get through Geller fields. Now, the idea being, at least what I read in the Warhammer Community, maybe different in the White Dwarf, is that it's a kind of infection that seeps in through the Geller fields and starts possessing the crew a little bit and altering them slowly over time. It builds to the point where they eventually then shut down the Geller fields. Is this correct in the White Dwarf? It, that is incorrect. The White Dwarf says otherwise. The White Dwarf has... In English. I don't know the word. He has... Declared. Declared is what. That's declared. the word you were struggling with. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> proclaimed. Proclaimed and declared, and then it became... <laughs> I was infected by the Gellapox. <laughs> yeah. In the White Dwarf, it says that the Gellafield... Yep was malfunctioning. So the protective bubble around the ship as it travels through the warp. Yep. Uh, the actual generator for that was failing. Yep. So the field was kind of flickering. Yep. And in that time, the Gellapox seeped into the ship and started affecting the crewmen. So you may have seen the guy with, like, the giant furnace in his belly. Yep. And he's something thrice cursed. I don't know. I, I, I can't remember his name. It, it's, like funny high gothic names and demon names and stuff like that shoved in there. Yep. He is an amalgamation yep. of the chief engineer yep. and two of his assistants. Like this, like this, That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Like It does say on the one community site that they, over time, after they start sabotaging stuff, they then kind of fuse with the machinery in each other. Very much like the thing, but not as awesome. That's not an insult towards this. Not at all. I, I think it's awesome. I it think does, it's awesome. This, I love this, the fact this that is, this is fucking together. awesome. I love this. Because it's just... nightmarish as hell. Exactly, yeah. I'm just saying that the original thing is awesome. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. And the guy's got a furnace in him because it's a demon furnace. Yep. And he now has control of the Gellerfield. Gellerfield right. generator. Yeah. And he shut it off. So I believe the mini campaign that you play in the box. Yep. You're going to be the humans trying to fight back the demons. Yep. Probably played by another player. Probably Zemo. played by another player. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, so that's what the big guys are. They're yeah. like many crewmen combined. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. So, fluff-wise, I'm 100% on board. I... It's very cool. Can I talk about the Rogue Trader for a second? I think okay. all Rogue Traders have yep. something called like the Writ of Trade. Or it's yep. something like that. Well, basically, Robert Gilliman's told them to piss off and go find shit. 
No, no, no. This, this is way before. Oh, God. Dating before that. Way sorry. before Dating that. before that. And so this writ of trade yep. uh, kind of gives them... It says power rivaled only by the High Lords of Terror. <laughs> I, I, that was I, the sniff of doubt, my friend. I think that's quite steep. That was. It has a lot of power. That's... And basically they can uh, commandeer like Imperial forces around them to achieve their goals. Because their job is to chart the stars. Yeah. As well as like trade and investigate and yep. kind of do their own thing because they're they're pirates. Yeah. And they some of them are very fantastical and have very ornate ships and crews and uh, what's the word? Tallywackles. Covered in Tallywackles. Covered in not tallywackles <laughs> but jewels. <laughs> they're bedecked. Bedecked in jewellery and fine clothing and archaic pistols. They're basically pirates. But they have power that rivals the High Lords of Terror. Like, the High Lords of Terror are definitely above them. Yes. But they kind of, like, when it says that level of power, that's like Warmaster level of power. Yeah, that's... Like, Solar Macarius and Horus could just commandeer <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I, 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 I disagree like, with that uh, piece of lore heartily. That's... I do. And I don't mind them, like, working with the Imperium and sometimes yep. the Imperium... Working with them, or them, them having... them being given an official decree by Robert Gilliman to go explore shit and help set up planets. Yeah, I mean they have that already. They don't need Robert Gilliman. But he has said Reboot he's turned. Gilliman can take his dick out of the law. No, basically, basically, they had they did it already. Then Robert turned up and went, "Nah, but do it." Now that I've said it, we were doing it. <laughs> Look, Ooh, I've come I've made the rogue traders do this. They were always doing that. He's basically the Donald Trump of New Space. I mean, that's political. Yeah, I, I shouldn't have said that. I, I was avoiding saying that, but he is. Yeah, but something was happening. He then says that he told it to happen, so it's happening. Yeah, moving on from politics, moving you on. daft Burke. New <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <You> DJ name, <laughs> daft Burke. <laughs> I was going to discuss the Warhammer Community Law, which is different to the law over there, as mentioned, the White Dwarf. The idea being is that the Gellerfield, it uh, basically it infects the Gellerfield. This thing, and the Gellerfield is not. It, yeah, it can affect any Gellerfield. And I'm actually okay with this. No, no. It says the plague can affect the generator. Yeah. This is a plague on a generator. Yes. Like, I know demon plagues and stuff like that, but it's a bit yes. wonky. A bit wonky. The thing is, I, I'm completely okay with it. Because, number one, 40k is not a reliable setting. Look how fucking awful the writing is at times. <laughs> or how different it is at times. No, it's an unreliable setting in that nothing should work properly. Especially the Imperium of Man. Tau, yeah, most of it works fine the vast majority of the time. That's what they do. Yeah. Imperium of Man is fallible. Don't overheat. Yeah. Imperium of Man, fallible as shit. Everything breaks. Nothing works properly. Admech, bad at their jobs, but also the only people who can do it. <laughs> so, again, I don't think Gellerfield should be impervious. They're not. They fail at times and demonic incursions happen. Yep. Step two. The warp is beyond comprehension. Shit be weird. And I'm kind of fine with the idea that, okay, so yeah, you can build the Geller field to keep the warp out for a while, but the warp is ever-changing. There's only so long that design will last. In my mind. So then something turning up and infecting the machinery. Again, demon shit. I'm kind of okay with this. Kind of in the same way that the Admech setting fire to space itself, I'm kind of okay with. And it's still burning. Weirdly, I'm okay with the Admech doing that. Yeah. Because they have an infinite box of tricks. Yep. 
known as relics. Yep. But I don't like the idea that just demon plagues can infect machinery it's, through it's Gellerfield. The, it's the I've, Gellerfield generator, which and I don't feel generator. And remember, it's Gellerfield, so it's possibly uh, there might be a human in there. A, there may be a human in there. There might be a human in there, which B, we haven't covered. It may be somehow connected to the warp anyway, seeing as it keeps the warp out. Yeah. Because if anything's connected to the warp, it's weird by nature. Yep. And this is strange archaeotech, which doesn't quite comprehend. It doesn't quite work in accordance to normal law. But they don't go as far as that. They just say it's infected. Oh yeah, they don't so explain far, it at all. So well. far, it's just infected. Yep. I far prefer. Yep. From an outsider looking in. Yep. I far prefer that the Gellerfield is failing. Yep. Which could either be the the generator itself is failing or the warp has changed. I, yeah. And the Gellerfields are no longer safe. I, I would much prefer if it's not infecting the generator itself. It's just it's seeping through the Gellerfield to infect the crew. Which yeah, then, and then the crew switch yeah, off the Gellerfield. That, that's what which I, is way better. That way is better. way better. That is great for me, in my opinion. It infecting machinery is eh, it is problematic. It can work, but you have to do an awful lot of mental gymnastics to make it work, basically. I, I would rather if they came forward and just said Gellerfields, like, it's an Are ancient not, tech, and yeah. perhaps there's someone in there. Perhaps there's a human brain or something that can be infected. Well, just, or not even human, just some biological material. Yeah. Like, what? could be Tyranids. I'm gonna... Shadow of the Warp. Could be Tyranids. That only works with Synapse, though. I don't give a dick. Yeah. <laughs> you have a whole bunch of synapse creatures just in yeah. ships. It wouldn't work. Okay. Models themselves. Yep. Very sexy. Yeah, sexy De- models. Developed with uh, John Blanche or John Blanche or John Blanche. That dude who can draw like a fucking boss. Yes. That guy. That man is insanely talented. That man who, sh- who sh- helped shape the look of 40k. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. What a dude. Lots of good stuff. Yeah, so the models look pretty good as a result. Models look great. The game looks very interesting. I mean, I, my stance on this game is yep. I personally would not buy it. Yep. You know, my opinion is very much open to be changed. Uh, I'm in the boat where if a friend bought it, yep. I'd be very interested in finding out about it from them. And if yep. I liked it, I would get my own copy. Yeah. Like after playing with theirs, of course. And maybe smashing some models. Like I, I would have to play a good few games before I'm convinced. Like it's a really hard sell for me. Yeah. And just the final thing. Yep. I want to sell. Yep. Say. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Our new sponsors. <laughs> yeah. God, can you imagine that if people actually paid us to do this? No, I couldn't. Because then we'd be beholden. That's true. And the truth would not seep out of us like bloody teats. Because teats. Of truth. Bloody teats seep out of us. No, the teats are seeping the truth all over the podcast. <laughs> Put have, that in the tagline. Change the name. I have concerns. And the one thing we'll say is yep. Forgebane. 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 The best kit ever made by any man with his hands. <laughs> Not because we accidentally bought two. Not because we bought two deliberately. Very we, deliberately. We bought two deliberately. Yes. But what it was was. I, I won't go into that. I won't go into that again. But we were happy with two. We've bargained with ourselves to say we're happy with two. Like, you can make money from selling the Necrons and the bits we didn't want, so it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's, fine. it's okay. We're not at a monetary loss here. Well, no, we are from yeah. one, but and the Armages, but never mind. Never mind that. That's all justifiable. Warhammer, the dark curse. Yep. The last thing I'll say is that the narrative campaign offered by... Forgebane. No, Kill Team Rogue Trader. Yep. Seems very slim 
and very similar to Forgebane. Yeah. And Forgebane, the narrative campaign provided in that, yep. was Mission 1, Necrons win. No. No, Admech win. Yep. Mission 2, Necrons win. Yep. Mission 3, Admech win. Yep. Just by virtue of the uh, And whoever the won the most stuff won the campaign. And yeah. it, it was very heavily weighted. Yeah. I mean, we played it a few times. It very heavily weighted. I just weighted. beat you. I just beat you. On the first one, yeah. On the first one, yeah. And the rest of them. And the third one, not I the second. But the second, the second was uh, was Necron. Yeah. So with Kill Team Rogue Trader, I mean, if it's a standalone thing, if there's no book to support it, if you're meant to play this in other Kill Team, it throws it all out of whack because these yeah. are suddenly very high toughness, multi wound models, and heroes being introduced. It's like, yeah. How are we balancing this? Yeah. What is going on? Do we have more characters coming? Does it I, just become 40k light? Like, is it going to be between Kill Team and 40k as opposed to Kill Team and Necromunda? It's really weird. It's really weird. It's really weird, and I'm not interested. It's because you're a big, sour person. Thank you for listening to the Brothers Grimdark. <laughs>